and welcome to episode 369 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. Sixty-nine. <laughs> I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> and welcome to the program, everybody. And Sean, how are you doing? I am doing okay, Ed. Let's start with how your week was before we start about my stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, yours is yours is going to be more impactful than mine. <laughs> and mine's filled with action, adventure, drama, horror, romance, all of it. <laughs> all of it. All wrapped in one package. Uh-huh. Um, well, I wanted to start off with um, I, I, a couple weeks ago, I, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned in the last show or not, um, I was talking about Battle Angel, uh, which is the... Uh, OVA of um, you, you know uh, a video of um, Alita Battle Angel basically where the inspiration came from yeah. and I said you know you could just see it on YouTube for free and I said oh, I was trying to look for it it was like 90 bucks on uh, Amazon and on YouTube it was uh, not YouTube it was on an eBay it was like 12 bucks or something like that I bought it off of eBay so I have a physical <laughs> copy okay. of it you know so I wanted to kind of throw that out there um, it's my Weiss family, we tend to kind of combine birthdays in one like sitting. So like, you know, my brother-in-law's and mine and my father-in-law, you know, birthdays because all, they're all around the two relatively in the same time frame. So, uh, so we were able to celebrate that, um, uh, not this past Friday, the Friday before. So I got a, a few movies, uh, to mention. I got predestination, um, I recommended this movie. It's a time travel movie. I saw it one day and I really liked it. Um, starring, you know, Ethan Hawke and it was really, really good, you know, time travel, like thinker movie and all. I enjoyed it, you know. So, I mean, I don't think it's as high quality as some of the other movies, but it's worth at least once yeah. watch. If you can see it for free somewhere, that'd be great. Um, I got The Rise of Skywalker uh, to complete my Star Wars trilogy. So I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm still thinking about getting the the box, the 250 box set. And then there was a movie I always was on my radar. I never seen it, and I always like to buy. Sometimes I like to buy a movie you never seen and just to watch it, just for the you know for the hang of it. Hannah, I don't know if you if you you know thing. It had uh, Eric Banya and, and Kate Blanchett in it. Um, uh, yeah, little girl super spy. Yeah, she was a CIA. Father's a CIA, uh, ex CIA, and she trains. He trains his daughter to become this assassin, and basically, it's the outcome of that, you know, kind of thing. So, it's, I got that. I haven't seen it yet, part. but I've I've got it. So I was just um, okay, well. It's also currently a TV show on uh, um, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yes. I just I you know I I, mean, I knew about that before, but I really wanted to see the movie first before I you know went to sure, Prime yeah. and watched it there because I'm like the movie sucks. <laughs> I haven't watched the series. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Um, okay. I did. I did pick up a few movies for myself. I picked up Haywire, um, that starred uh, Gina Carano. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly or not. Gina Carano. Okay, that's her first action flick. Yeah, and I liked it. I saw. I have seen it. I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I, I recommend it. You know, it's a really good movie. I don't think it. I don't know if it did too well or not. Um, but uh, it was really I'll good. Be honest, it, it, um, I heard nothing. It was. It was. It didn't do well, and for whatever reason. I think they dubbed her voice with another actress. Really, it didn't sound like yeah. it, but I I could be wrong, you know, because I'm trying or to think. They had a, they had an ABR her. I I have no idea. Because this just, this is this is the movie that basically got her the role in Mandalorian. So that was the right. you know kind of the hookup. But I mean, it has it has, some, it has like Michael Fassbender in it. Uh, um, it's it's a great cast around her. Yes, 
because it was like her first movie. Cause she was like a story of anybody doesn't know. Gina Carano was an MMA fighter, very pretty, very attractive. Um, wanted to become an actress, so this I think was like her first real leading star role. And because she's relatively unknown in acting, they did what any good studio will do is give her a bunch of great supporting actors. Yes, and, that, and that's what they did. And like I said, I, I you know I mean like. She's she does a lot of action in it, so you know, like if, if you enjoyed her as an MMA fighter, I don't think it's that much of a stretch for her. Uh, you know, in terms right. there's not really like a lot of big action uh, acting scenes, you know, a lot of uh, dialogue, you know, per se. Um, but it was enough to, you know, I thought it was impressive enough to, you know, for especially for an MMA fighter turn actress, you know, like a first attempt right. that was good. Um, I also picked up the right stuff. I, I I did see this movie several times. I enjoy it. I think it's a great movie. It's about you know, of course the uh, early uh, space adventures, uh, not space adventures, the first space flights of America, uh, you know, the space race against the Russians and, and stuff like that, and who, you know, how they got selected and, and what they had to go through and endure, you know, through it all. So, uh, you know, till they, I think before the moon landing, uh, yeah, before the moon landing on that one. So uh, it's a good movie. And <clears throat> these next two, though, I was kind of like. <laughs> The, there's stuff that you want to see or well, wait, wait, first I'm going to do this one here there was one I'm like I don't know if you remember this or not this was years and years ago we used to go to Best Buy and meet up yeah. and go through the aisles and buy movies together like you know not like like ooh, let's <laughs> let's take this and watch it no I mean, like we would we would both pick up for our collections different movies that's that's what we would do you know and we would we would actually sit there and talk about movies it was it was a real good i think this is kind of how it started in a way of us doing this show in a way you know how we sure. used to talk about movies and, and like you know different actors and stuff like that and there was one thing that always kind of not bothered me but it was it was always annoying was do you remember drawn together Yes, and and there was one box set left, and you grabbed it. You got it before yes, I did because because you, you saw it before I did, and you you were able to grab it. I was like, son of a bitch! I finally picked up my copy for twenty bucks. I was so thrilled because I think it was like forty bucks at the time or something like that. So right. I, I got it for twenty. So I was so happy about that. And then this last one, I'm kind of embarrassed to mention that I have it now, but I always wanted to see it. And I don't know how. I mean, it sounded like it was horrible, but I, I kind of, you know, it, it's it's a, it's it's a Stan Lee project. So you go, okay, you gotta you gotta have it in your collection if you're a Stan Lee fan. Is it Stripperella? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, damn you! <laughs> I have to add that to my collection. I think I got it for like ten bucks, twelve bucks on Amazon. So uncensored from Spike TV, you know, blah blah blah, and I'm like, it's on DVD. I don't want, I think they have a Blu-ray version of it yet. But I was like, oh, okay. so I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up. Now I did see something um, this past week that uh, I saw on Netflix. Um, I'm gonna Shira, I'm gonna mispronounce her name like 20 times. I'm gonna try and do it once. Charlize Theron in the Old Guard in Netflix. I'm a fan yeah. of Charlize Theron's name. I like that actress <laughs> that I mentioned correctly once, and I'm not going to mention it again. Uh, so she's in a, in a movie called the, the Old Guard on Netflix. Just came out, I think, a week or two ago. Or, or yeah, it came out like uh, I think last week. So I finally, I finally got to see because I'm a big fan of her. I, I, I like a lot of her stuff that she's been in. I like Fury Road. I did like her sure. in in uh, um, 
uh, Italian job and the American version of Italian job. And then there was the uh, Ian Flux movie, you know, so I'm like, you know, right. stuff that I've seen her and I enjoy. So I'm like, and all right, it's an action movie. You know, she's in it. I, right, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, it was good. It was really good. I don't, I, I feel like this was supposed to be like something that was supposed to come out in the theater. So, so you saw the old guard. Yes. Okay. Cause you said you made it sound like you bought it. Oh no 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 no! It was on Netflix. Okay. I, I said I just I just watched gotcha. it on Netflix. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. And, and it, it felt like it was supposed to be like a first run movie. Like you would go to the theater and see this. You know, and they were gonna hype it right. up. And um, yeah, I'm kind of glad it was on Netflix and I didn't pay full ticket price. You know, just for this movie. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It's a good movie, but I don't think it's a theater run movie. Like it's something. Like, like, it's a, it's. Well, I, I heard that it's based on a, on a graphic novel, and if you're a fan of the graphic novel, you'll be a fa- you'll like the movie because it's pretty close to the source subject. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's on my list to watch. But Stacy and I started watching uh, Cursed. Okay. Um, on on Netflix, it's basically the story of Ex- Excalibur and um, Nimue, all the. The Lady of the Lake, Merlin, all the all the players. Right. Pretty, it's pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to see that too, but I figured let me let me you know get through this and, and you know see how it's like. I said it's I highly recommend it. It's enjoyable. I don't think it'd be worth going to the theater to see, but it's something like on Netflix or some like if you know if it was out in the theater and bombed, you know, be like yeah, right. Definitely pick it up on DVD or Blu-ray or you know 4K or whatever or you know or watch it on a you know HBO or whatever you know whenever it comes out. Yeah. Because it was definitely worth it. And it sets up for a sequel. So it was like, oh, okay. you know. And I kind of wanted more. And like after I saw it, I'm like, wow. And then, and then you know, they do the, the bumper at the end. And you're like, right. all right. You know, I, I, can, I can see another movie. Like this is this is definitely worth the, um, you know, thing. I just feel like some of the, the acting scenes were a little flat. Um, okay. And then, and then some of the premise was kind of too simple. Like, you know, for, for like I said, like it's for... for because the the way it was commercialized, if you see the commercials for it, it feels like you're gonna oh I gotta see it in the theater like it's it's gonna be in the theater like I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to go see this you know because you know you see the actors and all and you're like yes yeah, I think I want to see this you know I want to go to the movies and see this you know going on Friday night Saturday night whatever or, you know or Tuesday or whatever and, and go catch a flick and I'm like right. after I sat there I'm like yeah I would have been disappointed if I had to go to the theater and see this like I would have been like yeah it wasn't worth it but it was worth definitely seeing it on Netflix like I said okay alright so that's pretty much my week I, you know, I I briefly went through that very quickly because I know your news is bigger so I'm <laughs> I'm excited to finally get to share this so go right ahead please well Ed I also bought some movies this weekend too <laughs> <laughs> Mine were probably a little more obscure. Not obscure. Um, I picked up. You're gonna laugh. <laughs> hear this. <laughs> I picked up the Rambo Five box set from Best Buy. The, uh, the five the five film collection. Uh-huh. I realized I never had. I don't have them on Blu-ray. It came with digital copies. So I'm like, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> you're gonna. You're really gonna laugh at this one though, um, because. I've been doing a lot of digital content lately. Mm-hmm. I've been just going through 
Voodoo and saying, okay, well, what did they have on sale? Mm-hmm. I've been doing that the last few days. So yeah, I, I, I haven't bought anything, but I've, I've been I've been eyeing up because there's like weekend sales and all and stuff. Some stuff it's like, wow, that's a good price, you know. Yeah. Well, case in point, the, I, well, first I did go through some of my old stuff and I did convert it to. Um, I think that since Fandango bought Voodoo, if you do your, your if you try the barcode scan, it automatically gives you the highest resolution version. Hmm. So, like, I, I went and took got a couple of movies from my collection and scanned them in for like two bucks a piece. When if you like looked in the the video store, it was like fifteen bucks. And I'm like, well, screw that. I got I got I got it at home downstairs. We just scan it. Boom, two bucks. I'm in. Um, but there is one movie series that I do not have that I did buy on Netflix and on Hulu on who on Voodoo because it was twenty dollars and Stacy is a fan of the series I, I, <laughs> all right I bought, the, I bought the twilight series <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind it's all, all, all the whole set it's, it's, it's all the twilight movies yes. um and and apparently like when you buy them it comes with a digital version of the extended versions which may be like maybe like an extra five ten minutes in the movie but whatever yeah. But it's five movies for twenty bucks. That's four bucks a piece. Right. <laughs> um, I would never walk into a store and throw it on a counter and go, "Yeah, that's for me." But dig- digitally, I mean, I can quietly buy it and be like, "No one, no one's, everyone's none the wiser," unless I admit it to all our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> which but, you just did. So. <laughs> well, for, but for sake of argument, though, I, I, Stacy was one who I showed it to her, and she's like, "Oh, that's actually a pretty good price." We, you know, and I was like, okay, well, if you want to, we'll get it because you know she'll watch it probably more than you know I will ever. Um, if anything, what I'll probably do is get download the riff tracks version of the audio commentary that they do and riff on the movie. But <laughs> 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 that might be the extent of my fun with it. Um, <clears throat> but that's neither here nor there. The big stuff. We didn't have a show last week. Yes. Um, because I was supposed to go on a trip. Yes. A trip that I did not go on. Um, let's go, let's do a little backstory here. Um, for those people who are fans of the show, um, Stacy and I have been together for about seven years. And one of the things that was on our plan to do, our to do list this year, was to finally get married. Mm, yes. Now we had a date. We had a date picked out, or she picked a date. July July 11th, 2020. Um, we were we got tickets. We made plans. We were, we were going to jet out to Las Vegas, elope basically. Right. Um, my my closest friend from childhood, Mark, and his wife were going to go with us and their kid. He was going to be basically. They wanted to come along because his 50th birthday was two days after, and they were going to go to. Um, they wanted to go. He wanted to go to the. Um, Grand Canyon t- t- for his 50th and I was you know here like well we'll stop in Vegas get ha- watch you guys get married and then shoot off jet on over to you know the Grand Canyon to do a, a thing right um, then COVID hit so and it, it pretty much put a damper on a lot of people's plans for the years um, so far and um, Mark and Jess said they weren't going to do that they 
because of how nervous they were, they weren't going to go and, and join us to Vegas. Um, but Stacy and I, we had the, we had the plane tickets all paid off, the venue paid off, everything. You know, we we were still planning on going, and then because Vegas reopened, and then they started getting some bump up numbers, um, and Stacy, oh, like a week before, Stacy and I had a talk, and we were supposed to head out a week before we were supposed to take off, and there was just. It was one of those moments where you just kind of go like, do we really want to, is this, God forbid something were to happen when we came back. Right. We, we had, we had, the plan was we were going to fly out to Vegas, get married, come back. Um, instead of going to my, our house, which, which, you know, we live with my dad, um, and worry about him potentially getting coronavirus, we were going to basically sequester ourselves. We got ourselves an Airbnb, um, not too far because I have a sleep study that I got to do next week, um, the 24th, for those people who are paying attention to the calendars. Um, so we wanted, we needed to stay close by. So we got ourselves like a little two-bedroom Airbnb. It was a decent price um, to, to go after our trip. But we canceled our trip. To, dun, dun, dun. To Vegas. To Vegas. We, we, we canceled. Um, so we got our we got our you know most of our money back i'm not gonna lie because a lot of places are like you know what there's the security deposit we're, we're gonna keep that we're gonna keep it keep that kept a little extra um which kind of irritated me but whatever it's better than flying into what could be you know fucking outbreak central <laughs> um the southwest didn't give us our money back on our tickets but they were like you that money will refund your price of your tickets but you now have two vouchers that you can go anywhere using that money. So I'm thinking like, okay, well now that gives us an excuse to go to Disney world. There <laughs> you know, go. It's to save up some cash and go to Disney when everything calms down. Um, but, uh, so there we are like Vegas plans scrapped. Um, but silver lining, weirdly enough, a couple days before we were, before we decided to cancel, I had a, um, a doctor's appointment, you know, a phone call, doctor's appointment, because I had some questions about some new medicine I'm, I'm taking. And I mentioned that we were going to go to Vegas to get married. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I told him what the plan was. You know, the plan is how we had masks and how we were going to quarantine ourselves. And he was like, oh, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. However, I still wouldn't go. I would run to Maryland. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, Maryland, you can get a quick wedding there you can elope to maryland and he gave me like a little history about why maryland started doing that because when they you know blood tests weren't they you didn't need a blood test so people were going to maryland um and i was like oh okay you know that's interesting but we're going to vegas you know and was, <laughs> we're doing you know, vegas we're doing it like, yeah like look we got a plan he he seemed to be okay with the idea that we were doing it but you know, like our plan, he was like, oh, okay, well, since you're doing that, I guess it's okay because you're being, you're being careful. You're not running in, you know, licking the people's faces going, hey, I'm from Philly. Woo you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we were actually going to like just get there, go into the hotel, wipe everything down, take showers, throw our clothes into like a big pile. And just, just only time we were ever really going to leave was to get the marriage license, get married, and come back. Basically, we're going to be in, out, bada-boom, bada-bing, you're married, you go home. Right. And then 
hide for two weeks. Um, then a couple of days later, Stacy and I decided to cancel, and it's like, well, what are we going to do? Because, you know, we still would like to get married. I mean, can and since I talked to her about the Maryland thing, she Googled a place, and we found this nice little place called the Brampton Inn in Maryland, and it's like, it was like an hour and 40 away, and the problem was, can I give people advice? Who People who live in America, don't try to get anything done Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> okay, because we decided to cancel our wedding July 2nd. Because um, And then July 3rd, we needed to find a way to get married. Um, the problem is, is that July 3rd, being it was a Friday, the Friday before Fourth of July... Most most state places were kind of closed. Well, the, the, so. the here's the thing, kids. If because especially people who are international and all, Fourth um, of July, of course, is a ho- national holiday for us here in the United States because of our independence to from England. Yes. Started yes. that our day. Grateful Colonies Day. Yes. Um, as, as their friends would put it, um, and then what's up happening is is that if it lands on a weekend, like it did, because Fourth of July, Fourth of July was on a Saturday. The United States decides, all right, we're still going to give America a day off. Saturday doesn't count because most of America doesn't really work on Saturday. There is a lot of people that do work on a Saturday, you know, for for retail or different jobs. Um, You know, and some businesses still are are open, you know, normal businesses could be open on a Saturday. So they give you what they call, you know, a, a... a national holiday and it's it's like a, a, an observance holiday so that you know it's like you observe it on this day but it's really on the fourth so it's like you know giving idiots an extra day to party yeah. <laughs> you know during the week so that way they can you know do whatever so as the united states puts it all right well the closest is it's friday so since it's on saturday you know if it was on sunday they would have do did the observance on a monday but since on a Saturday, they do it on a Friday. So everything was closed. All the federal, you know, uh, um, uh, courts and all that kind of stuff. If they weren't closed because of the coronavirus, they were definitely right. closed now for the for the holiday. But go ahead. Right. So, Stacy, we're kind of like in a like a middle path. I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, well, I guess that, that that's it. We're not. Looks like 2020 isn't the year we're getting married. We'll just postpone it to 2021. You know, however, Stacy made these made sneakers to commemorate the date and all that stuff and you know it we really wanted it to be 2020 um so she calls maryland this this place the brampton inn in maryland and talks to this wonderful woman danielle and um tells her the story basically like hey this is what can you help me because i need to get married in a week <laughs> and <laughs> it's a shotgun wedding now and she, you know, Stacey was like, look, this is, this is the story. Like, she told him, you know, we were going to go to, you know, basically everything you just heard. And the woman's like, well, we can do that. You know, I wouldn't panic. We can get, we can get you a wedding in a week. You know, the package comes with, you know, a place to stay, you know, but you got to spend the weekend at this, it's basically a, a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you got, but you have to stay, the, you have to stay two days, um, we have a package where you know you can have the the ceremony out and on anywhere on the grounds. Uh, comes with a, like a two tiered cake, um, a wedding cake, and and uh, like a little champagne toast if you were a champagne drinker, um, and also two hours with a photographer um, that they have. And I'm really says like that's great. However, we still need to get the paperwork. Like 
we still need a marriage license. We don't have one. The marriage license that we were going to get was waiting for us in Vegas. You know? Um, and the woman's like, don't worry. She's like, you know what? Hold on. Uh, give me a minute. Someone's going to call you. And she's like, all right, whatever. Like, and all of a sudden it became like very cryptic. And, you know, like 15 minutes later, she gets a phone call from a guy. Um, and he basically saying, hey, like, I'm the guy who does the officiating for weddings here in Maryland. We totally can do this. This is what you're going to need to do. Um, you're going to need to fill out this form online. The woman was real nice. She gave, like, all these links to, for Stacy to fill out, you know, all the forms to get the to get the marriage license but the problem is that we were going to have to drop it off to their to their courthouse you know problem is that their courthouse is closed because of fourth of july weekend (laughs) so this is like friday the third um probably like around noon ish stacy gets his call from this guy mark mumford I'll, i'll give him a shout out um and basically says, like, yeah, we could do this. It's not a problem. You just fill out the paperwork and drop it off the courthouse thing. Um, only problem is that the courthouse, the, the, the drop box in front of the courthouse is the courthouse closes at 430. And Stacey's like, well, that's okay. We're going to – we'll just drop the thing off in the drop box. And they were going to mail us the, the, the form, the, basically the marriage certificate. Uh, as you can tell, it's like snail mail. Yeah. Fourth of July weekend. How I, this is getting real? You're kind of close because we can't make any plans to to say okay, we can book this place if we don't have a marriage license. Right. So the guy is like, well, you don't understand. Like, if you can get up here and drop drop it off, you know, they'll mail it back to you. And we're like, well, well, we can, we I don't think we can probably get there by like four thirty. He's like, well, you're gonna have to because you don't understand that that drop box is actually a legitimate box. And that the, that the security guard takes it. So it's not like it's not like, you know, a regular business where you can just drop something out of a mail slot. This place it, it's um we want to get what's the name of the county? Stacy's Kent County. I uh-huh. have to chuckle because we want to say Clark Kent, but <laughs> Kent County, Maryland. Right. The population is maybe like five thousand people. Uh, the actual town the actual town itself is five thousand. The county that we were in, nineteen thousand, nineteen hundred, nineteen hundred. The entire county has a population of nineteen thousand. Where we got married, a population of five. Okay, so it's small, small, very small town. Everyone knew each other, kind of thing. Right. Because what happens is this guy's like, you know, he's like, well, look, if you can, instead of dropping it off. If you can drive up here, you can hand it to me, and I'll take it to the courthouse Monday morning, and I'll get it all ready, and I'll hold on to it because I'm also since I'm doing the officiating, I will also be able to, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up for you. And Stacy was like, "Are they going to know you?" And the guy chuckled, and he's like, "I hope so because I was the Clark County guy for 30 years. I just retired. They should know me." <laughs> so, so the guy, so basically, it's the guy who's like runs the enti- pretty much the entire town is telling us, yeah, just drive to Maryland, give me the paperwork, I'll take care of it. And next Saturday, you'll get you'll get married. I'm doing the I'm doing the marriage. Don't worry about it. So, so Stacy and I got into a car, 
drove to Maryland. Now, for people who don't know, Stacy's from Texas. You can't drive an hour and a half and not still be in Texas. Right. Okay. Um, for us in Pennsylvania, we could drive an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes and be three states away. Yeah. Because, you know, we drove from Philadelphia through Delaware into Maryland, you know, in an hour and 40 minutes. We pulled up to this little court. I mean, and it's a tiny town too. Tiny town, very kind of colonial esque, mm-hmm. which is which was such a contrast to where we were going to go to get married in the glitz <laughs> and the glamour of Las Vegas. Here we are, in which could which could have been a live action set for Hamilton. <laughs> you know, we're sitting there. It's gonna be like recreation weekend too. You know, <laughs> like people couldn't come for Fourth of July, and all of a sudden you're you're like, you know, do you take this blah 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 fire? <laughs> Stacy and I, when, when before we left, the guy was like, you know, look, come up, come on over, hand me the paperwork. It's the first Friday of the month, and we have here in Kirk Kent County this big shindig every first Friday of the month where we all get people, people have cookouts and everything, and you're more than welcome to join us. And and <laughs> you're, I'm like, you're okay, I've, I've sure. Right. So we like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so Stacy and I have the car and we drive. It's a, it's an easy, easy drive. And to me, easy drive means it's pretty much a straight line. You know, a straight line, a couple of lefts, and bam, you're there. Right. In an hour and like 40 minutes. There, I mean, there's corn, and people like, yeah, there's cornfields in Maryland, Ed. Cornfields. Cornfields. Okay. <laughs> Stacy was shocked. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people think Maryland, they think crab. Um, so we get there we give the guy the paperwork um very nice gentleman we basically you know like thanks for everything he's like yeah if you want you can go check out the Branford Inn and because it's real legitimate like a mile away from here you can pull in a driveway and see where it's at and pick a spot where you guys want to get married at so we're like we got nothing else better to do today so let's go ahead and do it because most of the roads were empty because people were either at their destination for Fourth of July weekend, or decided not to do anything for Fourth of July weekend because the roads were kind of empty in early afternoon on a Friday. Yeah. Um. So we drove to the Brampton Inn, and it looks legitimately right out of colonial times, like right out of 1776. Big ass kind of inn, big, huge place. Not huge. I would well, huge is an exaggeration. I would say it's a good size colonial house. 13 rooms okay uh three stories and a widow's walk at the top okay um, uh, for those people who don't know widow's walk is basically like a, a little lighthouse type thing where, where wives would used to look out to see to see their husbands were coming back from ship and for the men who didn't make it back their wives were still always hence the widow's walk kind of thing so there you go history lesson there you <laughs> go we um, teach you something here on this show once in a while that's not too right, much not but... just not just nerd bullshit there's some real education going on <laughs> um so we just drive through you know drive around the place and it's like it's nice it's sweet we we make the plans and then you know the friday of the 10th we hop in the car we drive to maryland um we got a great room it was it was it's called the red room but it's very very americana like we got in there everything's like red there's like a a, a a flag over the head of the bed. It's, you know, it's, 
and it's quaint. It's very quaint. And I'll be honest, we spent two total two days there. Uh-huh. If I saw a hundred people, that was a lot. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, because we got there. That place had thirteen rooms, and I think that was it. Was like, hey, because of coronavirus, they said that they weren't gonna they they don't give houses. They every room waits three days before we put someone in. So I think Stacy and I had the third floor all to ourselves, um, and then there were some people on the second floor and the first floor. But we had like you know, they usually at four o'clock they have a tea time. Okay. Um, but instead of that, they had like, we had like we're still British tea. nationalists here after two right. over two hundred years. <laughs> tea at four. There there was like a little box of of fresh can like cookies like like different because they have like an on. Um, an in-house pastry chef. Wow! That, you know, was was going to do our cakes, did the cookies, did any kind of they had a chef there. You know, like it was for everybody, not just for Stacy. We have the place when we did. Yeah, you know, we're not important. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everyone knew that they were having a wedding there, so like we got, and they knew us. So like there was like a little handwritten note, like you know, welcome to the Hampton Inn. Check yourself in, you know, because they didn't want to do a lot of touching. Um, the house itself was the inn itself was gorgeous looking it was very quaint mm-hmm. um they had like a little section of every room i guess had a blu-ray player and a smart tv so like i looked they had like a little selection of blu-rays and dvds uh-huh. which i don't know if you've ever gone to a place and they go yeah we got dvds and it's always the most obscure shit yeah um and the weirdest stuff too like they had justified the tv show justified on dvd it was only season two. <laughs> and I'm like, where's season one? Like, it makes me feel like, okay, I think these people might have donated the stuff because I feel like, okay, worse. Not season one. They had another TV show, too. Just season two. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> the first season is usually yeah, horrible. It doesn't, doesn't pick up until season two. Come on. And then they had a couple, you know, like, like first-run movies. You know, like, Modern, I would say modern movies on DVD at least, um, for you know, that you could take and go up to your room and bring it down. I guess when you're done, it was like a little library, um, some board games that you could play. It was, it was quaint, is the best quaint. way I can put it. Quite quaint. So, Saturday morning, you know, Stacy and I got up, um, had breakfast, um, we um, got hitched on Saturday. Of the eleventh. Congratulations. Um, thanks. Um, we it was it was a quick ceremony. It was Stacy, me, Mr. Mumford, and the photographer because he was with us the whole time, um, taking photos. And it was weird. The photo part is weird. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's an understatement. But go ahead. So like Stacy and I had this guy for like two hours, and how much? I mean, and. Apparently, we didn't know it at the time, but the, they had 20 acres of land. Uh-huh. And I think Stacy and I walked on all 20 acres. <laughs> we might get a picture on all 20 acres. <laughs> well, because because little known fact, too, is that the guy who took our, photo- our photographs is also the groundskeeper. <laughs> okay? So he made a point to tell us, like, what flowers were what. and the st- like, it, was, it was like having, like, a little history, like, a little history lesson of the place going, like, well, I he, he the guy... <laughs> this is how small the town is. 
Mr. Mumford. <laughs> say, he's like, here are some, you know, hyacinth, blah, 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 blah. And the loves in your face is click. <laughs> there you go. There's a memory for you right there. He, he took me around the whole place. And there was like a little, there was like a garden that, you know, has like fresh basil and fresh thyme. Stacy picked a fresh blackberry off a of vine and fed it to me for a photograph. <laughs> 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 and and apparently this guy went to photography school and Mr. Mumford I mean because the town's so fucking small and I guess this guy knows knows every knows everybody yeah. he actually flew out to Colorado to watch to watch our photographer graduate wow like it, it was so like you know they're having like this college like it felt very like like yeah, and Steve right down the hall. He you know he he works on cars. He works on Buicks at his part time, but he's also a local priest. It felt like so <laughs> like like everyone had like three or four different jobs. Like there's Mary, yes, under her you know she, yes she works the piggly wiggly, but her spare time she sews flags. Yeah. Like it was just it just felt so like like small hometown. <laughs> there's yeah, Debbie. And, she waits tables, but you know on the weekends. She's uh she hauls um uh, material, heavy materials across the state lines. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Oh yeah, so those boys over there, yeah, you know, they're the they're the local football team, but on the weekends they run moonshine. <laughs> like it's so like it's ridiculously And every cool. and every third Saturday the town works in the dynamite factory. <laughs> it's an yeah. explosive time. Stacy, okay, because we were this is basically like a hail mary pass on on getting this wedding done. Stacy needed to go to the hairdresser, and she actually found a, a woman there to do her hair. And uh, what's the story, Stacy, really quick? Okay. Oh, she cut Mark Mumford's hair the day before, and the reason why he was getting his hair done was because they were talking about him having to do a wedding that weekend. And when Stacy said, "I'm a bride. I'm getting married this weekend," she said, "Oh my God, you're the you're the bride of that he was just talking about the other day." <laughs> small town like, talk. I'm getting my haircut. I'm I'm doing a ceremony. I, I, it's it's ridiculous. It felt like everyone knew everyone else's business. <laughs> Welcome was, to Mayberry, everybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ed, it was one bad day when from Village of the Damned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like I was, wait- I was waiting for the, the the pale white kids with the white hair and the glowy eyes to come walking out of a Maryland cornfield at any given moment. It's the children of the corn run for it. It, it, it was, it was, but again, the whole time just going, wow, it's like really nice because it was supposed to rain. It didn't really. It rained a little bit on our wedding day, but just as we were going to go outside, it stopped. So the gla- the grass was glistening and all the flowers were bright. And it was just, it seemed at any moment I was waiting for a woman to start singing and, and animals just come walking up. Like, it, it, it was, it was fucking weird. <laughs> so, you know, we, we get married and. You were like gay guest stars on the Indie Girl the show. <laughs> Right, I was I was waiting for Doc Holiday to show up. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll be your Huckleberry. 
Uh, you know, so like the ceremony itself, well, as you know, uh, the the actual wedding part is is he signed the wedding the wedding certificate, you know, and he's like, yeah, well, according to this, now you guys are married. You know, you can the, everything else is pomp and circumstance. You know, so you know we went outside, we got married, and he said, you know, thanks, you know, thank you very much. He goes about his day. And then Stacy and I wandered to the grounds with this photographer for two hours. I mean, it's like, okay, we have this barn back here, and I cut down all these trees to have this barn with this hay, this silo. Stand here and hold, look each, look this way. Now look at me and look at each other. And, and at some point, I keep looking at Stacy. I'm just going, I feel fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. It really is. Because at first, you know, because you, 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 every time you think of a wedding, you know, you have to have a photographer. You have to have, you have this have to record it. You have to have pictures. You have to da 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 da. But what you don't realize being the married couple <laughs> is how many pictures they have to take of you and how annoying it gets after a while. I'm like, yeah, I've already been in enough gay poses. I don't need to be. I, I gotta be honest, I was done. 20 minutes after we got married yeah i i was done i was like you know what you got you, you got some glamour shots you got shots of the ceremony here we are in front of the house so we can see you know commemorate the occasion like i'm done but it's like no come back over here do you like flowers because we have this and i did you know he he did, did all this work and you know, because he's the groundskeeper and he's telling us the history of the plants that he's putting in here and then he goes okay now look at me now look at each other now we're going to go back to this, you know, there was a moment where her and I were walking down like a, like an archway of trees and because, and I legitimately felt that I'm like, this is the moment where we get murdered. <laughs> was the photographer it's, behind it's, you the whole time? Is the photographer's behind us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the creepy, that's the creepy thing. I'm like, yeah, walk this way. Wait, shouldn't you lead us there? I, I'm not comfortable with you behind it's, us. It's like, picture like a long hallway, right? But instead of a hallway, it's trees, and they're kind of canopying over each other. It's it's very serene and very quiet. It's it's very beautiful. But in the back of my head, I heard. It would been worse if it was like he's like, isn't it so quiet back here? Nobody will hear you scream. <laughs> Legitimately, could have sworn I heard a chainsaw starting up in the background. Was, as you're walking, go which is which? Which tree has the axe behind it? We don't know. Like we don't know where we're going. He's like, just go down this way, and he's taking <laughs> photos behind us. And I'm like, Stacy and I are holding hands, and I'm a female going, "This is it." This is how I, go. I can't believe it. <laughs> Willie will die as a married couple. <laughs> you know, like, like I'm glad people knew where we were going to go because. At least there's a place to start looking for the bodies, you know. <laughs> and the problem is, is that apparently, because it was at that certain time of day, the sun's going through. Apparently, <laughs> it'd be best. It'd be best if they buried your bodies in Vegas. <laughs> they always wanted to go to Vegas to get married. Here's their chance. There was a moment where the guy captured a lens flare through one of his photos, and he wanted to try to recapture that. Stacy and I walking back through this thing <laughs> and we had to like stop go stop or stand still holding each other's hand while he was kind of making a couple steps closer a couple steps back looking through his lens trying to find that flare again and I'm just I'm going I 
when is this going to be over? Because it's outside. It just got done raining. And we're kind of in forestal areas where it's muggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, Stacy's allergic to bees. So there was a moment where they have honeybees on the on the land, too. And we're like, yeah, we're going to we, we can't go back there any further. He's like, OK, I'll, I'll take you away from there. Like, <laughs> thanks, sir. <laughs> and at one moment, there was actual like we walking out into this, like, this field. And there was like a little family of deer just chilling, eating leaves off a tree. It was that's how close to nature we were. It was just random deers looking at us going, Sup. Little head pop swap. People that got married we heard about. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> like even the animals knew shit. <laughs> There's that couple that got married. There's that couple of her, she just got her hair done. <laughs> <laughs> the hairdresser's the town gossip. You know, so um, so you know, we wound up getting married. Um, we stayed the night. We came home Sunday. Now, we wound because you know, we were pretty safe. Like I said, I swear, if I saw a hundred people, it was a lot. Yeah. Because I mean, we, and we did. You know, there was like a little. There was a Walgreens like down the road, so I, I went there a lot to go get stuff for the weekend. Um. But it was small town Americana. Like there was like literally no one out there, and everyone that we saw was wearing a mask. Super, super friendly people. Yeah. Like, hey, welcome to town. We're not, we promise we aren't going to kill you. It may look it, but we're not going to. Like, you know. <laughs> um, Sunday we came home. We stayed at the house um, Monday night, Tuesday night, um, and then Wednesday because Wednesday was going to be the day that we landed in Vegas. Landed from Vegas. We wound up keeping the the, the Airbnb, uh-huh. the two week Airbnb, which is where I'm at now in an undisclosed location, because um, <laughs> because we weren't going to get our refund on on this, uh-huh. or if it, it was going to be, it was probably going to be a, a problem. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? It's the only thing that we could save out of the entire trip. Let's just spend the first two weeks as a married couple in an Airbnb. We'll just bring the essentials, the stuff that we you know we want to bring for two weeks, and we'll just stay here. Okay. You know, we have to leave. You know, we went out to go food shopping and stuff. And I did. You know, go. I mean, I brought my PlayStation. Um, I do have a video game review, a couple two actually, because um, a couple of video games came out Friday mm-hmm. um, that I'm playing and Stacy's playing. So you know, like I said, I played with the the Rambo set, <laughs> but I mean. Outside of that, I mean, it's... <laughs> nothing says more like romance than Rambo. Nothing's, nothing, says, nothing says romance like action 80 flicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my story. So I am now officially a married man. Sorry, ladies and men, he's off the table. That's right. I am off the grid. <laughs> if you had me in the single pool, move on. <laughs> this store is closed for business. <laughs> so uh yeah, that, that's uh that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh yeah, so that was that's that's why there was no show last week. Yes. Cuz I was um I was getting married. All right. We were married, Stacy and I. 
So now, now we are. I'm now officially a Mister. Officially, I mean, I always was a Mister, but now it's on paper. That's on paper. <laughs> That's legal. Yeah. You know. Uh. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, other than that, end the show. See you later, guys. <laughs> 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 um. No, seriously though, Ed. Uh, what else? Uh, anything else exciting you would like to chat about? Well, you know, let's uh, talk about next week's uh, what's coming out this Tuesday uh, in terms of movies and uh, television, video games. Certainly. What is coming out next week? Here's our releases of the week, kids. Scoob is coming out this Tuesday on a uh, 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and such on digital. Um, so if you haven't seen it in digital form already, yeah, there's your chance to do it now. Uh, if you want right. the physical uh, thing, uh, Capone, um, uh, I think it's Tom Hardy, uh, one that just was out. Uh, I don't know if it came out before the pandemic, but uh, now it's out on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, yeah. Here, here's here's one that's going to make you feel raw. Ready? Airplane 40th Anniversary Edition. Wow. <laughs> it's coming out this Tuesday. It's 40 years old. It's 40 years old. Ooh, okay. Um, now they have they have a couple of these. Uh, it's called Paramount Presents. Uh, these are movies. Uh, basically, they're just repackaging, uh, you know, to try to think make generate more money for them. Of course, one of the first one is uh, Airplane. <laughs> There's a Paramount Presents. Comes with a couple extra features. Uh, you have to look it up what the features are. Didn't didn't really give too much um, on Amazon's website for it, so I can't tell you exactly. Um, the other Paramount Presents is uh, Ghost. Um, which is celebrating 30 years. Ghost is 30 years old okay. today. Um, Clueless. These are. I mean, you're just gonna feel older and older every every time, every, every movie. Clueless. <laughs> the uh, 25th anniversary edition is coming out. So Clueless is now 25 years old. So there you go. Um, <laughs> which I feel like. Wow, really? I didn't feel like it's that old. I mean, I knew it was old, but not that old. Um. Spartacus is also coming out, getting the 4K treatment. Um, the original Spartacus, like the 1960 film with Kirk Dulles. And uh, Castle Rock, the complete second season, is also coming out this Tuesday as well. Um, okay. So that is our uh, movies and television section. Let's move on to video games. And we have um, Rock of Ages 3, Make a Break for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. And that is on Tuesday. Then we have Creeks for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that's on Wednesday. Then we have um, Carry On, C-A-R-R-I-O-N. I think that's Carry On. Uh, it's for the Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that's on Thursday. Then it's Crisis Remastered for the Switch, and that's on Thursday. Okay. Thursday or Friday? I'm not. Actually, 23rd, so I don't know what the 23rd is, uh, what day that is exactly. Um, and then Dying Light um, Hell Raid for the PS4, Xbox, and one piece, PC, and that's on the 23rd as well. So that's all your video games and your releases, kids. Okay. So you were talking right. about uh, you had to purchase some new games, have reviews. Yes. Um, first game up I want to talk about is Nintendo's Paper Mario, The Origami King. Okay. Um, for the Switch. Um, it's a... I don't know what to tell you. It's a cute game. It's a, you know, Paper Mario game. And, and it's cute, adventurous. Um, 
if you're a Paper Mario fan, get it. There, we did have one little problem with the game, and I'm gonna bring it up now for the you know maybe for people because I don't know if we were the only ones to have this problem because we kind of Googled it. There's a section in the game where you have to get a hook, um, and you have to in order to get that hook there's it's one of those like little adventure games where you're you have um it's like a 2d world and you're running around and you have this magical ability where it's like it's like the world's paper and you can rip paper and you can have, you have this thing called like a thousand folded hands where it looks like your hands are, are accordions that you can reach up and grab high stuff from high and you also have a hammer the reason why i'm bringing this all up because it sets up the problem that stacy had um she was playing and she in this toad world um in toads toad land where you know toad from the, the mario character toad captain toad i don't know am i making any sense here <laughs> no but you never okay. do but go ahead okay there is a section in the game where stacy needed to hit this shelf to knock a box off a shelf open up that box to move on to another part of the game right uh-huh. however it wasn't her hitting the hammer in the spot where it's supposed to wasn't registering. It was almost as if there was a, 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 a the game was broken, for as the best term I could use it. Huh, okay. um, she couldn't go any further because she couldn't knock this box down off the shelf, and she YouTubed it, and no one's having this problem. Everyone's like, you just walk over here, and bam, bang, bang, box falls off the shelf. You open the box, better boom, you could open up this door to get to the next part, the next part of the room. Um, but she couldn't do it. Now, she's probably about a half hour, 45 minutes into the game, maybe an hour at the most. But now it's frustrating because she can't go any further. She even And there's so many different save spots, and the game automatically saves. The problem with Nintendo games sometimes is you can't create your own separate save. Right. So if you're stuck, it's a classic trope of if you fuck up, you got to delete that save file and start all the way over again. Right. Now that could be fine in most games, but not in a game like this because it's your. She's already an hour in, so needless to say, she was very frustrated. And I thought for a moment we were going to be trading this game twenty four hours in after we bought it because <laughs> you could you could see that it was it was definitely one of those moments where like I've been through it. We've all been through it if you're a gamer. That moment you go, "Fuck, I can't play this game now," and I just bought it. Shit, like. And I don't really want to start from the beginning again because it's all no, I can't. I just can't do it, right? Right. So I told her I would I would tackle it. You know, I haven't played it yet, so I was like, I'll 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 use your login. I'll delete the save file. I'll start from the beginning, and then when we got to that same part, instead of doing what she did, I I was actually able to trigger the events so I can get into that room. So now she could, could carry on from where I left off. So I was able to save the day, but I did have to start over. Okay. Um, I think it's one of those cases where you have to be very careful at what you do because I don't know if this is going to happen later on. I'd hate to, you know, her be like, you know, three, four days into this adventure and all of a sudden she's fucked and then we got to start all the way back from the beginning. I'd be like, uh, I, I would have to, I would have to agree with her and go, yeah, we, we would have to get rid of this game. Um, <laughs> That's, but I mean, outside of that, outside of that one hiccup, the game is cute. It's adorable. I was watching her play it while I was ta- while we were talking, and it's it's fun, you know. Um, the other game I got is Sucker Punches: Ghosts of Shishimu. Shishimi, uh-huh. Shishimu. Um, 
the reason why it's sucker punch is at first the I knew it was this was a highly anticipated game from like two years ago at E three. Um, it looked gorgeous then. It looks gorgeous now. It's basically you're in feudal Japan on an island. You're a samurai, and the Mongols have taken over. And you, as a lone samurai, as a ronin no mode. Well, no, a lone samurai, because a ronin's kind of a guy who, a samurai who doesn't have a clan. Uh-huh. He has a clan. <clears throat> He's trying to save his uncle, who got captured by the Mongols. And you have to, it's basically you've got to run around your island, do things. Uh, you're a samurai warrior, running around, chopping up people, going on little adventures and quests and stuff. Now, at first, I thought it was going to be, I was very scared because you're, you're running around with a samurai sword and I thought it was going to be very heavily like Dark Souls and you know um, Neo like all those all those games where it's like you know one hit kills and you have to learn how to dodge and parry you still have to learn how to dodge and parry but it's not one hit and you get killed it's definitely a regular Sucker Punch when I saw the Sucker Punch made it for those people who don't know and for you Ed Sucker Punch made the infamous game infamous second son um, where it's basically you had these superpowers, you absorb these superpowers but gameplay is still the same, you have to rescue people um, control areas fog map that you have to unfog when you're running around Uh Um, there's legends, you get to play like a little flute that if you find chirping crickets, crickets, you can learn new tunes there's like these fox shrines where you see a fox and you follow that fox, you get to a shrine, you pray to that shrine, and you get like a little charm. And, you know, and every time, as a samurai, you have this code of honor, but because of the situation, you being by yourself, you actually have to learn almost how to be a thief. Like, you learn how to do assassinates, you carry smoke bombs. Like, you almost become like a ninja samurai hybrid. Uh-huh. Um, in the process of, you know, trying to at least for right now, I'm, I'm still in Act 1 where you have to save your uncle. Um, but it's... Uh, okay, where are we staying? I have a 55-inch 4K TV with a, a Roku TV. Um, and I have a PlayStation Pro. Now, my PlayStation Pro has never had to exercise the HDR muscles because I don't have a high-def... I have a high-def at home. Right. not a 4K TV. Um, so I'm playing this game on a 4K TV, and it is fucking gorgeous. Like, you know, you're riding your horse through these poppy fields, and it's just, it's it, you know, how you get to where you're going, you have to follow the wind, and you have to, like, you know, you use the touch um, the touchpad to kind of swipe up, and it brings this gust of wind to tell you which way you should be going. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a mini-map, but it just doesn't really tell you much. Um, your horse you can call you can wipe blood off of your sword like you know traditional samurai warrior style right. it's it's really it, it it's a game that seems to be very involved like you know there's like little little things that you could probably can find in like little corners I'll come across like I'm walking around I don't know why they give you a horse because I mean let's face it most of the time I wind up just running you know <laughs> hey it's 500 feet it's 500 meters away do you want to run or do you want to ride your horse I'll run, like, because uh, you never know what's going to happen along the way. Because along the way, you could come across a band of Mongols who have a person hostage, and you can rescue that hostage, and they'll give you like a side quest. 
So it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, run around. You have this moment where you can um, challenge these guys, and they'll come at you, and you do like one button kills. It's very, it's it's cool, and it's bloody, and it's 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 beautiful too, because the the scenery is all gorgeous. Like I can't, I'm I I I can't. There's nothing bad I can say about this game. Oh, that's good. Um, I mean, I mean, it the the it does steal from other games. Like, okay, you have a map, and that you while you walk on that map, things open up, obviously. But that's standard video game tropes. Um, you can stealth kill people. Again, you know, you have this, you have this extrasensory hearing power that you have because you're training yourself to hear footsteps. So, like, you know, people bad guys will be outlined in red like behind buildings so you can kind of see them for a second to find out how to approach them it's you know like typical video game stuff but when put together correctly it, it it's it's pretty good it's pretty it's gorgeous and if i highly recommend it because it's a probably a, a easily probably one of the prettier games i've played this year mm-hmm. um and especially with the lack of content out there this game kind of for me is like an is i i just got done playing sleeping dogs for an old ps3 game that remastered for the ps4 that i bought for five bucks on the playstation store digitally finally finished it the other you know a couple days ago i didn't get to the extra content stuff because i was like well i'll get to that later but I mean, I was playing an old old game. There was nothing new that was really jumping out at me that I was really excited about playing, except for this game. And this game kind of it scratches that itch for new content and being gorgeous. It it was kind of maybe I'm maybe I'm just being um refreshed by how pretty it is because I played a game that was just remastered from an old game. Right. But I mean, this game was worth the two years wait. I would say, to me at least. So I mean, if you're a fan, go out and get it. That's there you go. That's my review. Okay. <laughs> um, I do have news. Okay. I do have. I mean, just because I was getting married didn't mean I wasn't strolling the you know the gossip rags. So what do you got? So, well, I have. There is a rumor that Keanu Reeves is returning as Constantine in a new HBO Max movie from J.J. Abrams. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, the rumor mill is buzzing with speculations over J.J. Abrams taking on a new live-action Constantine movie, which could star Keanu Reeves. Um, and it, so basically, um, this new HBO Max streaming service, because this story comes after the fans were buzzing about a potential Zantana standalone movie over the, week, over the weekend of last weekend yes last weekend um along with some highly anticipated projects like Zack Snyder's Justice League and the addition J.J. Abrams news it also reported that Warner Brothers is looking to bring back Keanu Reeves uh in November 2012 it was reported that Guillermo del Toro and the studio were considering a project featuring DC comic supernatural characters um it was going to be the Dark Justice League okay um which was going to include John Constantine. It was supposed to be Constantine, Zantana, Swamp Thing, I think Dead Man, and I think, um, what's the demon's name? Uh, Adriel. <sighs> um, but it, it fell apart because Warner Brothers can't do anything right, apparently. <laughs> um, 
it was untie at the time it was unclear if the movie would be directly connected to Keanu Reeves's Constantine. And in two thousand and last year, Reeves Keanu stated that he would be more than happy to return to the role. Um, so it's believed that Warner Brothers intends to utilize HBO Max in order to build up the Justice League Dark Team before heading into a massive big screen project like Avengers: Infinity War and Game. Um, this has been rumored for quite some for some quite some time now, but it's yet to be officially confirmed at the point in this time. Though buzzing appears to get a lot louder at the moment, especially with J.J. Abrams' news. Um, so there's a possibility that Keanu Reeves could be coming back as Constantine, at least rumored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Well, I, I, I really, I, really, I think, I think he did a great job uh, in that movie. I think, I think that the movie, I don't think, did as well as it should have. Um, you know, I, I mean, I watched it a few times. You know, and uh, I, you know, I'll I'm, be honest. It, it, did, it is one of those movies that, that's in my collection that I did scan to get the two dollar version of for Voodoo. So did I, I yeah. Yeah, because I say it, I you know, I now I have it digitally now that I can just put it on, and I actually, you know, that was like, because like, I I'll, I'll scan movies and I'll eventually watch them, but like that was the one I like watched right away as soon as I scanned it, I watched it. It was like you know, it's it's one of those movies that you just, it's it's I think it was really well done, and it's just like you know, and you go, I don't know why this didn't do. I mean, I remember when they were talking about it for you know for for a long time, and and you go. God, I can't wait for this movie to come out. I'm like, I had no, I had no idea who Constantine was. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into the Justice League dark section of it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, but right. I'm like, I like Keanu Reeves as an actor, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll definitely see it, you know, especially it's a, it's a comic book movie. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, like I was blown away. I was like, you know, I saw it in the theater, I think, and then, and then eventually, you know, I, I bought it, and, you know, and it's part of my collection, and eventually I just, you know, converted it. But every time I watch it, you know, and it's like, you know, if it's on cable or whatever, or, you know, some channel, I'll, I'll put it on, you know, definitely. It's one yeah, of those movies that you... Yeah, it's on TV, if I'm flipping channels and it's on, I will eventually, I will pause and watch whatever scene that is until next commercial, and then I'll move on. Like, uh, or, or maybe not. Like, it depends on what scene is coming up after that commercial. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's a movie that I always seem to stop and watch whenever I see it's on. Yeah, and then it's it. It's 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 got that rewatchability, you know. You and you enjoy it every time. Like I I do. It's just like it's like, well, I wish they made a series out of this. Like they could have done like you know a trilogy or something like that, you know, out of it. But yeah, not to be. Um, well, since we're talking about Keanu, um, apparently he's going to be a comic book star. Um, <sighs> Keanu Reeves is writing a comic book called Berserker, and of course the main character looks just like him. <sighs> Um, this was two days ago. The iconic actor personality gets even more interesting, but passes the ch- passes on the chance to lobby for the role of the MCU Wolverine. I don't know, whatever. Uh, Boom Studios has released more artwork for the Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent's October debuting 12 issue comic series called Berserker. Um, it's called it's spelled B R Z R K R. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the art looks great, but I'll be honest, it, it looks like a muscle-bound Keanu Reeves, which I, you know, not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is... Uh, he announced... To, 
It's described by USA Today as an action-packed and hyper-violent comic, um, who, which sounds like Jason Bourne in reverse meets Highlander. It's a story about a warrior who looks a lot like a certain beloved actor who has walked in blood-soaked paths across the world for centuries in present day. Uh, the Berserker is hiding in the U.S. and does dangerous jobs for the government in exchange for the truth about his existence. Um, it's like, quote, I'll go do some missions for you and you'll help me figure out who I am and how this has come to be and how maybe I could get released from this. But then, of course... There's alternative ulterior motives on both sides, Reeves describes. Um, according to USA Today, last year Reeves met with Boom about creating material for live-action vehicles, and he pitched them on, this is a quote, this character who was born 80,000 years ago, half-man, his father's a war god, it's a, little fantasy, it's a little fantasy in reality, as Reeves describes, and I had this image in my head of a guy fighting through the ages because his father's compulsion to violence, but with the pathos of a man trapped and trying to figure it out. <laughs> sounds uh, like he had a real real life. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, how many times have you seen on Facebook like all these pictures of Keanu Reeves and like he doesn't age like like movies from like one point in time to like now and it's just like and you go yeah you know what he he really hasn't wrinkled or anything like that and then they'll show pictures of like like colonial times like the 1800s or something like and it looks like him like you know like an, an old yeah. picture that could like you, he could be a representation of this person from back then because he looks the guy looks spot on you know like you know or Kai Keanu looks like a spinning image of this guy and you go now, now you're telling me the story I'm like Maybe there's some truth to those memes. Like, you know, we're all laughing. Like, ha ha, he's so young. He's going to stay young forever, huh? Like, maybe he is. <laughs> he, he, here's, here's, here's an extra bullet points. He says that the character is not a stoic butt kicker, but is in fact a warm but world-weary guy with a good sense of humor. Sounds like Keanu. Yeah. Um, he has perfect memory and speaks a ton of languages. Now I know if Keanu could do that. But he also says that the comic book series explores themes including the nature of violence, morals, ethics, and what side do you choose. Um, while discussing the book, um, but he said, despite being a fan, he never dreamt of writing or drawing comic books. Apparently, this was him, quote, as a kid, I was like, oh man, I'd love to play Wolverine, he told USA Today. The interview astutely mentioned that fans would love to see that happen, but Reeves demurs with a soft no according to the article <laughs> I could just see yeah as a kid I loved to play Wolverine He'd be like oh my god that'd be awesome would you ever do it no like, <laughs> uh, that said Boom Studio has a first look idea with Netflix so USA Today concludes its story by asking Reeves if he's interested in playing the title character uh, Berserker who is not coincidentally happens to just look like him uh, he says this is not a drill zerker <laughs> it's a, a really fun story, so if it's not me, hopefully someone can play it. Um, apparently, Reeves will reprise his iconic film roles in The Matrix 4, scheduled for an April 1st, 2022 theatrical release, by the way. Wow. Um, so there you have it. Apparently, Keanu Reeves... Wants to be immortalized. Be... Huh? He wants to be immortalized. Sure, who doesn't? <laughs> But I mean, like, he's, he's like, I, I, I'm going to get a video game now. I'm going <laughs> to. 
Now I'm going to put myself in a comic fog. And the people who don't know what video game I'm talking about, it's going to be Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. If you haven't seen the trailer, yeah. go see it. You, you'll, blow, you'll blow your mind. Okay, well now, since we're talking about Keanu Reeves, and he's not only that, but I mean, he's also in um, John Wick. I don't know if you know it or not, Ed, but John Wick's director is trying to bring back Highlander. Another one. Uh, yeah, John Wick director confirms Highlander reboot is in, quote, heavy development. <sighs> okay, so providing an update on the project, Chad Stileski um, explained to Discussing Film, I guess that's the name of the magazine uh-huh. or article, that it is in heavy, de- heavy development mode, tweaking the scripts, writing, conceptualizing sequences, how we're going to do everything, he said. Uh, we probably have a lot more in-person kind of things, but it hasn't slowed down our development process at all. It's not yet known whether the project will be a movie or a series of movies or a TV show, but with uh, with Seleski, with, with, thanks to the John Wick franchise, Seleski has made a name for himself as a capable uh, as a capable pair of hands in the action realm, having spent many years as a stunt coordinator. By the way, um, the original movie, obviously Highlander, was was released in 1986. Um, a high concept affair helmed by Australian music video icon Russell Mulcahy, uh, by the way, in case you didn't know that. <clears throat> and for those people who don't know the story, Highlander, your gentleman named Connor McLeod is an immortal in a medieval Scotland who is among a group of other immortals tasked with fighting each other to the death. Learning from mentor Juan says Ches Velalobos Ramirez he learns that the immortals can only be killed by decapitation, and when there's just two left, the winner will be given the prize of immor- the prize of mortality. So, they're thinking about bringing it back. I, I would say it. I think it's it's time. It's time. I don't think it's ever yeah. time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I mean, I love the movie, and, and I, I like we've we've gone through this before with a lot of other. I think uh, um, what do you call it was involved. I don't know if he's still involved. Um, crap. Um, Ryan Reynolds uh, was attached to the project. I don't right. remember that or not. It was I think it was last year, or last year. No, it was last year. I think it was. And you know, you go and you go. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I'm either way. I'm going to see it. Like, it's not, it's not like you, you go, you know what? I, I like the original. I'm not going to see the the new one because I'm like, how? how it's either going to be really good or really terrible. I mean, like, let's let's be honest. I mean, there's, right. there's not going to be like, yeah, it was exactly the same. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's either going to be better than the original or it's going to be worse than the original. And I, you know, and you know, most of the time it's worse. You know, let's let's face it. I mean, because some. A lot of times when you see the original and, and you've grown up and lived through the original, you get used to that so much. So you, you know, you go, anything else is going to tarnish it, you know, because they're going to rewrite the story and do something different. And you're, you know, you're, right. you're going, why, you know, why did you, why did you have to change the origin of it? Like, why did, why, you know, like, why, like, just, just redo it and just, you know, make better, you know, uh, special effects or, you know, but I mean, I, I thought at the, especially for the time it was, I mean, that was cutting edge special effects for something like that fantasy movie the way it the way it's done um sure but it was a it was a um you had that rip roaring queen soundtrack yeah with it yeah i mean it's just you just 
it it was it was a it, it was a good movie for its time, you know. And they've made sequels for it, and you know, and yeah. different cuts of sequels. Because sure. I mean, they they've been they on Pluto, they've been running the Renegade version of uh, um, uh, Highlander Two. It's the Renegade Highlander Two, the Renegade version of it. No, I'm right. watching that again, you know. And I actually like I think I like the the Renegade version versus the original theatrical cut of that one. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, but it's 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 one of those movies. It's a, it's a timeless classic, so it's really hard for you to hear. You go, oh, you're gonna you're gonna redo this, you know, like you know, and you go, and and I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably get some hate mail on this. I mean, to be honest with you, it's not that great of a movie. You know, it's it's not like you <laughs> know, is not that great of a movie, but it's there's something about it that just it's got a charm and, and all that you would yeah. want. You know, I mean, I, I watch it every time. Don't get me wrong, like like I like that movie. I especially like the the tenth anniversary cut when they redid the movie and they added some deleted scenes and that made more sense and some characters and right. stuff like that they added. And it was like it was a lot better. And you go, you know, this is a really. But I mean, like like some of it was like you 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 watch some of it sometimes if you especially if you can like break some scenes out and you go yeah that really wasn't a good scene <laughs> you know like some of the new york scenes and you know you, you just you just you just go okay you know like the historical ones the the history the ones in history the how you know the starting and all the origin and all they're good but you know like i mean let's face it, you have sean connery a scotsman playing an uh an italian badly <laughs> an egyptian <laughs> an egyptian right. an egyptian who you know plays Spanish? He's a Spaniard. You know. <laughs> Don't lose your head, Highlander. <laughs> who trains a Highlander who's from France? Right. <laughs> so, right. So, yeah. Or from Europe somewhere. I don't think it might have been France, but he, you know, it's like I think he's a military. I think Christopher Lambert's. I think from France. Yeah. I think, or from definitely a, a European with that accent. Yeah. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Christopher Lambert laugh. <laughs> so, <Dang it. laughs> so I mean, you know, but it's it's one of those like cult classics you watch and watch over and over again, and you enjoy because it's 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 cheesy but good movie, you know. And that's and that's I think that's what really takes away that's what you really take away from it. And then you know, right. of course, like I said, they made other or versions of it, and you, you know, or, or uh, sequels to I it. The TV show, I thought the TV show was, was good. And the, yeah, you're right. And the TV show was good, and they actually brought the original actor in for the you know for a, a, a cameo appearance to you know give it more. Um, right to to keep it in in line with the tradition. Christopher Lambert did a cameo in the first episode to let um shit with his face, a- Adrian Paul. Yeah carry on from there like to, for for seven years that yeah. show was that show was on on syndication for seven years and it spawned a sequel yeah. or two or you know it spawned a couple of movies but then it spawned a spinoff series called uh raven because the girl who was kind of like uh, an immortal that was kind of like his cat woman you might say kind of good but also kind of bad uh-huh. um they gave her her own one season spinoff right. and it didn't do as well it's, it's it's just it was it was okay, but it's like when you see Highlander and you go, okay, well, what's the story? Oh, well, she's immortal and she's trying not to lose her head, and oh, so it's just like Highlander. Why did you just not just put her on the show more? Like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of what it comes down to. No, no, we can't. Why? Because reasons. Yeah. 
Um, I know you were a huge fan of the show. I mean, I, I enjoyed the show. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I, I, I remember the entire series on DVD. It was one of those. Is how much a fan of the show I was. You couldn't go into a store to buy it. You actually had to buy it online as a complete set and pay it off over time. It wasn't like it was like when it was like, hey, here's the set. Um, but in order to get the whole set, you had to like make sure you made monthly payments, and they'd send like an and they gave you at the end like a little container, like a, a box to put all the series into, uh-huh. and it came with like an extra. It was seven seasons, but then they gave you an extra set of an extra six disc, disc set of DVDs, which was like the best of Highlander, which was kind of like, hey, here's fan favorite episodes put onto discs, and you're like, well, I really don't need that. The the, the seven seasons were, were were enough. Like, you know, huh. um, I, I I I'll be honest, I'm kind of hoping that they would put them on Blu-ray. I think the first season's on Blu-ray out there. But the show doesn't have the it has more of a cult following, so in order to get that done you have to time and money is involved and fans have to do that and it's it's kinda tough to get people to somebody's gonna have to love the show, buy it and try to convert it into a high def version and then put it back out there. And I just think I don't it'll take it'll be forever. Forever. Right, because I mean after a while the popularity does die on those, you know, those shows and sure. you and uh um actually oh you're looking of course i looked you know just to see but they have the yeah, they have the complete series on blu-ray so the complete <laughs> so, series is on blu-ray yes it's um Son of a bitch. yeah it's uh um well i'm looking at blu-ray.com for this uh okay. no no nope mom i apologize it says no release date so no release so today. Yeah. Someone made a box art and said, "Hey, we're, we're we're trying to get this done, and it's nothing, nothing." Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Um, but also, Ed, since we were talking about sequels and movies, and you did say that you didn't think time was not actually right for a, a reboot of Highlander. Uh huh. How would you? Someone does have says that time is right for a certain sequel. I don't know if you saw this, Ed. Um, oh, uh, yeah. A Disney exec, Mitchell um, Tron, Tron 3. Yeah. Disney exec says time is right for sequel. Um, for those people who don't know, um, Tron Legacy is almost 10 years old at this point. Yeah. Um, it did make $400 million globally in the box office. And it was more than enough to convince fans that it deserved a sequel, but that sequel never came. And but the cult status of the entire Trans franchise has done nothing but grown in the years. Um, I just watched um, on Disney Plus um, the prop, um, prop prop culture, culture. with Tron. Very great series. Um, but the hype for more Tron has never been higher than it is today, and it appears that all those patient fans may have something to celebrate. The folks at Disney are most definitely looking into a sequel to Tron Legacy, with many feeling that the time is right now to explore more of the story. Um, during an appearance on the Light the Fuse podcast, Disney music executive Mitchell Lieb opened up about the future of the Tron franchise, having overseen the production of Daft Puck's beloved work on Tron Legacy. Not only has Lieb been talking with the music duo about a sequel, but he's also confirmed that there's already a script that Disney really likes 
And now with Disney Plus alive and thriving, Tron 3 may actually happen. Um, this is a quote. Now with Disney Plus, I think there's opportunities we to be creating content that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to create. You know, because we're in the movie business, he explained. Uh, we're in the big movie business, and unless it's a big movie idea, we don't make small movies. We're only after basically billion-dollar box office hits. On one hand, that's great. On the other hand, that makes a very narrow sleeve to operate in. And Disney Plus, I think, is going to afford us the opportunity to expand and get much more diverse in the kind of content we create. And Daft Punk has a bit of television and movie development has um, has a bit of a television and movie development company, and all kinds of things they're into, businesses that they're into. So I have a huh. So I had lunch with Paul Hahn to further a bit of the starting conversation that we're looking to make a sequel to Tron now. We're looking at Tron 3. And we've got a good script. I mean, it's really a phenomenal script. I'd like the president. I mean, it's really phenomenal. It's a great script. I mean, it's really a phenomenal script. And that we're very excited about. Uh, whereas the timing wasn't right to have it done years ago, I think we feel the timing is right now. And I feel like we've learned a lot of lessons from that last movie. Uh, he went to say that one of the most important pieces of the puzzle will be getting Def Punk on board again for Tron. He really likes those guys. <laughs> um, so, uh, a lot of things, like basically in the end, a lot of things got to fall in the right places, but certainly there's an open mindedness to it, he added. Okay. So, I don't have to say that um, I can speak for both of us, where I say we're, I think we're in for a sequel. I'm a huge fan of Tron. I mean, I've, I've loved Tron since the 80s. So, I mean, I've, this is this I've is one of those movies that, like, blew my mind in, like, 82. And I saw it. And I was just like, wow, like, I, I can't believe. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, now, like, people don't, like, this is this is the movie you appreciate technology in a way. Because, like, this is made in 82. And you watch this movie. And you, you see these CGI effects. And back in 82, they didn't exist. I mean, they made those things. Like that was that was stuff that was just created. Like it, that. Go ahead. It it was very it was very f on the forefront of computer animation in that day. Like that movie really took basically special effects to a different level. Yeah. You know, because then not too long after that, you had Last Starfighter, which took computer gra computer animation to a real different aspect. Yes. You know. And then, you know, not too long after that, then I would say the next big leap was Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, as far as, like, what was there and what was created. And, and I, I, there's a soft spot for the first one, and every once in a while I try watching it, and I gotta be honest, it's still, it's kind of rough to watch for me sometimes. Really? I don't know why. Okay. Um, the second one I love, I think, it, I guess maybe because I, sometimes I feel like you can't go back in movies, it's just those special effects because... I can look at it and appreciate going, oh my god, what this started. But as far as like the overall plot of the movie, some of the acting's kind of hit or miss. Um, because a lot of it was on soundstage, to me the sound felt very echoey. But I think that might have been designed that way. I, I don't know. Um, I liked the second one. I thought Tron Legacy was really good. I, I mean, you could tell if you, when you watched that movie that they were definitely... You could... That's the start of the de aging process for actors because they had, what do you call it, um, Jeff Bridges, a young version of him and a modern day version of him in, in scenes together. Yeah. You know, so it was like you, then when you fast forward, like, you know, 
I guess, you know, six years later and you see, you know, a young Robert Downey Jr. or a young, you know, you see them de-aging actors in Disney, in those Marvel movies, yeah. you go, that's, they were dabbling in that and trying. They were just, hey, what, what can we do to try to change this? And let's, let's, we got this one project. Let's see if it works there. Because if it works there, we got really, we can go anywhere with it. Mm. And, and that's, you can, you can see that. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, so I'm, give me a third one. I mean, fuck, give us a Tron every 10 years. <sighs> I don't, I'll put up the word every decade <laughs> to get a Tron movie. Um, well, I, I mean, the but, reason why I say every 10 years is because I feel like every 10 years there's so many major changes in the way film is done that in computer technology has changed over the course of 10 years that every 10 years a good a try movie would be perfect because you can go okay well here's the next leap and here's the next leap and you could be the you could you could be the movie that leads special effects into the next decade right but yeah you know, that's that's me being very grandiose and if i was sitting in front of a disney exec that'd be my pitch to try to sell them on it <laughs> but that's the thing i mean like there there's a lot of filmmakers that we've talked about in the past uh, you know, on the show about different things about cameras and stuff like that. Like, you know, James Cameron with his technology. And I know there was another guy that was like, they were talking about making this film. And it's like only like probably you're going to see this in like one, two theaters, you know, you know, and across America because the technology for these theaters will not exist because of the, the, the technology they want to use to film it, you know, is going to be far beyond what the standard uh, theater can handle. Um, right. I can't. Th- I can't think of that. You know that director we talked about it a, a months ago, or maybe last year about it. And um, you know, it was it was what's one of those type of things where you, you know, like like everybody's doing that cutting edge, trying to do more cutting edge technology because they want to give you that more realistic feel, that more, you know, um, you know, uh, believability to it, you know, and give it that more. Um, just that you said leap in technology that you you know things i don't think i think 10 years is you know is is would be far too too long i think you know like you could say a few years you know maybe like five years or eight years you know that kind of thing so but i mean going back to the tron though i mean it's like that's like i said i i loved that movie i used to draw when i was a kid after i saw that movie like how i'd make one of those light cycles with a bike you know, like right. building the shell and how the tire would stick out in the back. And, then, you know, we, like me and my brother were doing this back then. And, you know, we would fig- try and figure out how to design all that kind of stuff. And, you know, because we would, we would draw these, you know, uh, you know, things and figure it out, like, you know, uh, engineer it wise, you know, how to figure out the, to do that kind of thing. Of course, it never, it never happened because you had to actually build it. <laughs> you know, we couldn't sure, use a blowtorch because we were too young. Yeah, but, I mean- if you want to think about it, you are you are in uh, an en- almost an engineering type of field, right? So your well, love for Tron. That's saying that's saying that the, 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 those stuff. movies like Fly Starfighter and, and Tron and Star Wars and all that's that like that's what pushed me to these the, the where where I am today and a lot of a lot of things and doing technology and, and, and that kind of thing. But you you that's the thing like like i said like i'm a i i like every time like i still can want i can watch the two movie and i have a problem with it you know i mean it's, it's not a great story but i but i always go i'm like i can't people why don't people love this movie because it's like 
how many people would love to be shrunk into a video game? You know, like, you know, sure. like, you know, like, you know, and it's, it's been done a couple of times now in movies, you know, like, you know, type of thing. But I think that was like the first one, you know, that they, they, they you know, the first well, idea, yeah. idea of that. And you go, and you go, that is the most, you know, awesome thing to think about, like to be inside there and, and interact and like, you know, how computer programs would talk to each other, which is, you know, bull fantasy bullshit, but you go, it's it's neat you know and 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 you 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 know i mean especially with like some of the some of this i'd say i'm going back to the technology of it i mean especially some of it they used old technology for some of the scenes and newer stuff like it was a combination and it's that's kind of like like to me like where where you watch these bike blockbusters and you see how many people i always watch those credits at the end of every movie like some people just get up and leave you know like oh the movie's over blah blah, blah. but i stay for the whole thing because it's like all these people are dedicated to making this movie, you know, and you go, well, you know, and you, you try and figure out what their jobs were, you know, and they give you the title of what their job was and that kind of thing. And you have to appreciate them because all those people made this movie and you go, well, there's only what, like 10 actors maybe in this movie. How can a thousand people, you know, make this movie? And it's like all the effects that are done, like the, just the different things of figuring out like when a you know if a missile was shooting through a building it's not really shooting through a building they're just you know special effects that you know they did it they shot a, a missile being shot and then they shot the background of the missile and they put it together but then they did shadowing because you know somebody who has a better eye at technology can see well that that wasn't really there because there's no shadowing there's no lighting properly you know so they they work on lighting and you know or or you know backgrounding or, or you know foregrounding and all that kind of stuff and it's just different shots you know it's like Oh, that wasn't really believable because his face didn't look real. And it's like somebody takes the time to make that face, you know, like especially when you watched uh, uh, Rogue One and they had Greg Marf talking in there and it got Peter Cushing's right. dead. And you go, oh my God, they brought it back to life. And it looked just like him, you know, and you, 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 your, your mind was first blown when you seen that, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, but they like all these people do that technology. And that's what it was like in 82. Like, like a lot of people made this movie to where it was and you and you and you okay and then 2010 they make another one and now they're hopefully going to make another one i mean my hopes are are not as high (laughs) for this movie because how many times we've they've talked about doing a sequel and and failed you know like you just don't know until you hear shooting schedules or you know a trailer comes out or you know that kind of thing or you hear some kind of you know, editing issue or something like that. And there's a delay in the movie because of that, or, you know, or, or a rewrite that has to be done. But like, until they start doing principal photography, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> not until I hear that story. Like, Oh, the principal photography starts, you know, April of 2021 or whatever, or 2022, you know, like, okay, great. You know, let's, you know, I'll be happy, you know, but until then right. I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up on it. Well, um, Ed, are you a reader? No. Do you read? Uh, Occasionally, but not a lot. Well, then I'm going to tell you about a sequel, but it's in book form, so you'll just have to wait for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I know you enjoyed this movie, and I did. Ready Player One. Yes. Has Ernest Klein is the sequel's coming out in November. I I saw this article. I got excited until I read it. Until you read it, that it was the book. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to read, Ed. Um, <laughs> it's Obviously, it's called Ready Player Two. Um, just so you know. 
um, and it's going to be released November 24th. But it isn't. It's it's a book, people. It, you're going to have to read. <clears throat> I don't mind because I read the book. I love. I, I really like the book. I like the movie. I like the book better, obviously. Um, this might actually be one of those things where I might actually pre-order a book. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, <clears throat> uh, Ready Player One sequel by Arthur Ernest Klein has been in the works for a while now. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter brings word that the new adventures of Wade Watts will debut on November 24th. Um, and then they go just to basically talk about, you know, Ready. it was released in 2011. Ready Player One was a commercial hit in the publishing world. Uh, Klein's book capitalized on a wave of nostalgia, but also brought us Stranger Things, the new Ghostbusters movie, the Blade Runner sequel, and more recently, the return of the never-ending stories, Sam uh, Strachan in a new fantasy movie. Um, Set in a dystopian future, Ready Player One is a story of Wade Watts, a teenager who lives together with his aunt. Um, Wade's a gunter, an egg hunter, who spends all his spare time researching pop culture from the 80s. We know what happens, and there's a big, you know, I, I read the book. Book's great. Book is goes into more stuff than the movie ever does. Um, but it's still, you know, in 2018, Warner Brothers adapted the book into a Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg blockbuster. Uh, the recent new implies there might be a possible sequel to the movie, too. While Spielberg will likely step away from the project, co-star Olivia Cook confessed that she and most of the cast have already signed to reprise their roles in the sequel. Uh, Ready Player Two will hit no stores on November 24th. Uh, the book will be from Ballantine Books. is already available for pre-order. What, what, what? There you go, Ed. Yeah, I wish I, so, I wish I could, wish I had patience because I mean that I love that was a good movie, the Ready Player One. I mean, especially you know, we especially growing up in the '80s and nostalgia and like seeing all those characters in the movie. And you, you know, and I know there was supposed to be more than that, but you you what we got was just awesome and there was probably more to the story like you said and i would really like to see more um but you know it, it, you know like i said i'd have to read the book to to appreciate that and i know i don't have the patience to read a whole book so. <laughs> I, okay you don't have to sit down in one setting i mean i have a nook um i have ready player one as a nook for but you can get a digital version of it and just you know Instead of watching TV or watching YouTube, maybe like swipe through your phone or swipe, get yourself a nook and read and and. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, you have to read. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Uh, I'm in the. I'm in the internet age. I've got. A, I've got the attention span of a gnat. So. <laughs> uh, Ed. 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 <laughs> Um, all right, so moving on. Um, Ed, they finally found the new Batwoman. They did. Did you? They did. Did you see the article? I, I, I didn't look at it at all. I did see like us pan passing, and I'm like, I'm not reading it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna wait for Sean to bring it up. That's hopefully. right. I'm. Hopefully, you were gonna bring it to Nerd News. Um, I am. Um, Jess, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna butcher her first name. Um, Javicia Leslie is cast as the new lead of the CW superhero series Batwoman. Um, basically, the article says, "God friended me," co-star 
Javicia Leslie has been cast as the new Batwoman, succeeding Ruby Rose, who, who exited the role after the end of season one. Uh, Leslie confirmed to play the new character named Ryan Wilder will make her debut in the iconic cape and cowl when Batwoman returns to the CW for its second season in January. Uh, Batwoman producers Warner Brothers Television and Berlanti Productions did not look did not look far to find their new lead. Uh, Leslie is coming off a two-season run as a series regulars on the the Berlanti production WB TV drama for CBS God Friended Me. Uh, with Leslie casting, Batwoman continues to break new ground. Um, <clears throat> this is a quote from her. I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television, and as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community, she says. Um, then they go on to say Batwoman premiered last fall as the first superhero in series of television history to feature an avowed LGBTQ character as a central character. Following Rose's departure, the producers vowed to cast another LGBTQ actor in the role. Um, as Deadline previously reported, because this is from Deadline, Leslie will play a new character in the title role, which will succeed Rose's Kate Kane. Leslie will portray Ryan Wilder, who is about to become Batwoman. She is, quote, likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane. Uh, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner dodging this drug runner dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, Ryan lives in her van with her plant. Um, a girl who would steal milk for an alley cat and also could kill you with her bare hands, Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined. An out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. Uh, Leslie credits also include BET drama series The Family Business, as well as the feature Always a Bridesmaid. Um, and they tell you who she's wrecked by in case you care. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I'm inventing. Um, let's see here. Um, Looking who says this thing. Um, Dries is apparently one of the writers, maybe. I'm looking. Oh, Caroline Drives developed the series and served as executive producer for Series 1. This is her quote. I'm inventing a whole new character for who in her past was inspired by Batwoman, so she will take on the mantle and is completely maybe not the right person at the time to be doing it, so that's what makes it fun she recently said in of the decision to introduce a new, a new Batwoman character, adding that rebooting Batwoman as a different character also allows the show to, quote, respect everything that Ruby put into the Kate King character and helps the audience a little bit, too, that we're not asking them not to address the elephant in the room. There you have it, Ed. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, it's At first. First, I'm a little. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that they, she, the woman, basically said that she makes it sound like the audience, the people who watch Batwoman, are stupid. That they're not going to recognize. Like if they just decided to make Kate Kane, Kate Kane, another actress play Kate Kane, 
that it would confuse the audience. I, I don't know. As a James Bond fan, I've been watching that James Bond series. You know, they change actors every more, more often than not. Um, every three so, to five movies or something. Right. And I think that if the show is still... I think the show is still written the way it is. I don't think it's going to help the show any any way, shape, or form. Right. But you still could have you still could have had another actress um, play Kate Kane and just go about it, you know, and just keep moving on. Um, But you know what? They grabbed a completely different actress, completely different storyline, you know, for this person. I I will probably watch the first couple episodes just to see how they how they do it. Who knows? Uh, You know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, you never know. This could be the the new thing that to bring life to the show that they you know they need to to do. So I mean, you it's know, like you know, you I'm know, like at least the first. You know, it's going to bring a um, it's going to bring in at least a, a a bunch of new viewers for at least the first few weeks, and then I I, I don't know. I got to be honest. I don't think it's my last a season two. Season three, you mean, or I? I think they'll get the second season, but I think that that if the ratings were as bad, if the second season's ratings were as bad as the first season's ratings, I think you're going to find them canceling the show. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, as scary as this is going to sound, like I don't think the CW, in terms of all these superhero shows, are going to do well. I mean, since Arrow is now finished. Um, you know, and moved on basically for for it. They, um, um, what's the what's the, um? Well, I mean, let's. Uh, I did finish finally watch finished the <clears throat> latest season of Flash, <clears throat> and I am annoyed that they fired the guy who plays Elongated Man because his he's the only character I actually really like this season. Um, they introduce his potential comic book wife. Mm-hmm. In this series, in the season, and I would like to have seen them. I feel like if that sh- if because their dynamic is really really good, and it's a shame that his past bit him on the ass, or people are throwing it in his face. Because I honestly think you could have had a decent spinoff of the two of them, personally. Right. Um. Now it's all shot to hell because he ain't coming back. I'm I'm curious how they're gonna, you know, they'll probably one off it's make a comment that him and her are off doing whatever and never mention it again um but i'm like it kind of sucks because i thought like i thought everybody i thought the whole season kind of sucked except for him and 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 his storyline yeah you know that's that's what i'm saying like like a lot of it's a lot of it's gone downhill that's the that's the problem i mean like a lot of it since since they did this big crossover event you know because basically i mean last few years it's just been leading up to this you know multiple crisis on multiple earths so you you um, you finally get that, and it, it comes to fruition. I mean, because they had other crossover events, but this was like the hugest one they had ever. And right, this one destroyed their multiverse, put everybody on one planet, so that way it makes crossovers easier to to handle, I guess. Right. Um, and they haven't had I one had, since. You know, they haven't had like other characters like join other you know like forces. You know, because that's what you're kind of hoping for. Like, oh, they're on one planet. This sure. should be easy. You know, you should get these actors to come over and do this show for this. You know, for this episode and blah 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 and so forth. And and, and I mean, granted, it's it's an impossibility because if, it's, if they're trying to do a twenty you know four episode run or twenty six episode run or whatever it is uh, that they're doing, 
it, it does get difficult to uh, get all these episodes out and then you have to go to a cameo appearance or an episode, you know, for for another sh- you know show you know you know you're you're filming at this location you got to the other location but you gotta, i got to do four because generally like i think it takes like a couple weeks four weeks to shoot an episode basically right uh, of a of a of one you know show in a series so you know you're 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 working like one episode a month basically you know that's not right sure. that's not doing that. i'm not no. doing the math right <laughs> <laughs> they would take, take like a that would take like a couple of years just to one season. It's 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 like a four day shoot for every, for right, every week of episode. Right, I guess but yeah. You, but they are shot at a sequence, and they are eventually like um, you know, you do have to worry about production because they I think they start in like August and they have special effects they have to worry about, and so that's where the the production company, you know, works overtime. Right, because um, yeah, usually when they drop in October or whatever, they start in August. I mean, they have the first like four shows maybe done, but they're they're grinding them out basically week after week. You know, within yeah. those four weeks, yeah, those four shows are show, shot or aired. They're they're then those next four have to be done before you know the other four, the next four are done, so they can worry about the next four after that and so on. Because I know I know think they do like four in a shot. I think was, I remember somebody saying like we're here in a shower. Of course, they might that might have changed since then. So I, I don't know. But that's that's the 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 the, the, the gist of it. So you kind of go, you know, what, what are they going to do? You know, like it, it's going to be hard to do a crossover. Is the, the point of the whole of this? You know, to do to do. So you you know you you don't have that. And but like. A lot of the like, I don't know if they didn't plan this or you know, like like, all right, we did this, it's over, we did the crossover event. All right, now what? You know, it's just like, oh crap, nobody wrote anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, I do think that they're already putting a place, a plan in place in case they do have to cancel um, Batwoman because um, there's, I don't know. Um, we talked about in the past um, the DC app, um, DC Universe, mm-hmm. uh, all the all the all access, whatever it's called. <clears throat> um, Star Girl. There's a show on the DC Universe app called Star Girl. Uh-huh. Well, apparently, the second season for that show is moving to the CW. I thought the first season was on the CW. Star Girl? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Here's here you go. Um, you might have been watching. Well, I don't know how you're watching. Here it says here, Star Girl has been renewed for a second season, but season two will not air on DC Universe. Instead, the show will join Arrowverse series on the CW. Star Girl has been renewed for a second season, but season two will only air only on the CW. Um, according to Deadline. Stargirl Season 2 will not stream on DC Universe. Instead, it will join Arrowverse series like The Flash, Supergirl, and Black Lighting as a CW exclusive. So maybe... Here you go. Uh, Stargirl is currently in the middle of its first season with new episodes hitting DC Universe streaming service today. Um, For the rest of Season 1, episodes will debut Monday on the streaming service, then air the following night on the CW. So it's on both... It's on both right now. Okay. Okay. Um, But... This is, it's like, hey, we're now, once, since we're doing that, now we're going to pull it off of the DC Universe and just have it solely on the CW. But this isn't the first 
DC Universe show to move to a new home. Um, just so you know, Doom Patrol recently jumped to HBO Max, Warner Brothers' new streaming service. Uh, the two streamers currently share the series, which just launched its second season. Uh, Titans remains a DC Universe-only exclusive series, even as the service shifts to focus more on comic books and news. Unlike Doom Patrol and Titans, Stargirl is geared for a younger audience, thus more suitable for network television. Um, have you watched Stargirl? No, no. I've, 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 um, after, I think Flash or I forget what, whatever show, I think it was, uh, uh, Legends Tomorrow. Um, and it, okay. I, you know, I was, I was going to watch it and I never did. I still want to, I still, I mean, I watched a few episodes of Batgirl. I want to finish a uh, Batwoman. I mean, I still want to finish Batwoman because I do want to see it to the end, um, to see, cause now I'm like, like, you know, when they were talking about the tra- changeover and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I definitely like you, I'm going to watch at least a few episodes of it just to see, but I think I need to see the whole season of Batgirl to finish out. But, uh, you know those those who um, don't have DC Universe, and you know, or has a Roku or whatever, they have the CW app, um, which has every episode of Stargirl on there. So if you want to see it and you don't want to pay for a service, because CW app's free um, to, for for viewing and all, um, but it is there because I just checked as as you were as you were telling the story. So I, I did check on the CW app here. And uh, every episode so far is up to date because uh, the, they show the, the air date of when it was. The last one was July 6th. So they're still airing the, the episodes and all. And I do kind of want to see it. I mean, I don't know if I'll enjoy it because, like you said, it's probably more for kids than for adults. And I'm not that, like, oh, like, I only watch adult entertainment because, you know, pretty much watch anything anymore. Um, but, uh, uh, th- you know, I, I it it just it just if it's if it's more of a teeny bopper show, I, I kind of tend to you know steer away from those, right? Because uh, I just I don't relate to that like group of, of you know. Uh, right. It's been a long time since you've been a teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that you know, that that not that long ago. I'm not that old. <laughs> I remember my teenage girl years. Have you ever given a friend bad advice that they didn't take and it wound up working out for them? No, I always give good advice, so uh, <laughs> what you you're talking have. about. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. But... Go ahead. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because recently um, Ian McKellen, the great Sir Ian McKellen, admits that he warned Patrick Stewart against taking the Jean-Luc Picard role. Really? Yep. Um, Ian McKellen was speaking to the Guardian when he. I'm sorry. Can we can we put this on hold for a second? Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We just had just a brief interruption, but uh, we're back now, so let's continue on. So, I'm sorry. What were you saying about uh, giving bad advice? That's right. You were talking about uh, somebody giving you bad advice, and you said that it was Ian McKellen, sir. Ian McKellen, sir. Ian McKellen, Magneto. Gandalf, who is notoriously best friends with Jean-Luc, with Patrick Stewart, well known as Jean-Luc Picard, Professor X, basically two icons, Mm -hmm. best friends. Apparently, 
Um, Ian McKellen was speaking to The Guardian when he recounted a very bad career advice he gave Patrick Stewart about, an, about not trading in, quote, success as a classical actor with the Royal Shakespeare and National Theater Companies, end quote, for a sci-fi TV show. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's long forgiven me uh, my advice not to risk a solid career on the British stage by falling for an uncertain future in Star Trek. <laughs> uh, Ian also added that quote how he how he got the, that job is a prime example of how luck can be a lady and it will be a riveting chapter in the memoirs he must write he has so much to tell which spins into that Patrick Stewart actually is writing his memoirs so he is now very likely to every chance to get back at his old buddy uh, Ian McCallum when revisiting the little antidote from his life from what McKellen says, uh, in the quotes above, it seems like the entire process for Patrick Stewart making the jump from theater to Star Trek Next Generation will be a pretty interesting thing to read. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Stewart did make the jump to Star Trek, bringing his phenomenal stage acting uh, to character Jean-Luc Picard, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so Ian McKellen went to Patrick Stewart and went, yeah, I don't think you should take that job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 and TV would have TV history would have been rewritten completely. Like uh, there'd be no. I mean, Patrick Stewart probably would never, obviously, would never have been captain, the captain of the Enterprise. Probably would never have been Professor X. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just saying, there's like, 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 like all the stuff he's been in. You, you go, like, he probably would have never been that if he never took Star Trek. And like, I always remember, uh, I think documentaries or whatever I've seen that actually the 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 he he took it very seriously. He took Star Trek very seriously, and yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the cast was joking around and having fun. And they basically told him relax. Like I think at the end of the season or whatever, I think he, he put him to got him together and said, you know, you guys should take this more seriously. This is this is a job, and you know, you know, blah blah. blah because he was, a shit, you know, like you said, he was he was meant for stage, and and you know, for he came, he came from the theater, the theater, the theater, and, and and it was a real job, and and you got people like you know, Jonathan Frakes and. Brad Spiner joking around on set and flubbing takes and laughing about it, and he's just getting more frustrated. I've seen their same interviews. They all kind of like they're like, "Dude, you need to relax. We're on a TV show. We're, this is we're, don't relax. We're like we're golden. Yeah. We can have fun. This is Star Trek. This is like we're we're good. Like you know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about whether your next where your next meal is going to be coming from for at least a little while, right?" <laughs> Till the writers screw it up, or you know, or the production yeah. value goes down, they can't they they can't get the money for every episode like they did before, or something like that. Yeah, um, I just thought that was very, very, very funny. I you say, you know, it's it's to say, especially especially uh, Star Trek. They, 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 I mean, that was a sh the show. I mean, that first season was very weird. I mean, if you watch, you know, I know you've seen every season. I have, I have, I have, I have every season. I have every season on blu-ray um yeah uh that first season was very uptight right 
it was it was very weird and there was a lot of characters that were uh you know more junior officers than they are now you know in the seasons because they they kind of got it promoted through the the season which was really interesting and then um one person left and so on but like there was other characters on that show that just disappeared that you know like the engineers that were, were you know originally on there never i think there was two of them that you just never saw again like uh, you know like yeah. and all of a sudden uh, um uh, the, the one character Jordy became the engineer and from then on out that's you know he was he stuck and you know he, he was more um i think popular uh being the the engineer um but it, it was it, it's it's one of those sh- one of those shows that you do you you look back on how great it is and you look back on it and go there were some things that I would have done differently. And I think if, if I done it differently, I don't think it would have done as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that would be my bad advice. Like Patrick Stewart playing a French captain, you know, because he was Jean-Luc Picard and he had a British accent, you know, and they, and they did, they did try to do a uh, French. He did do a, try to do a French accent. It was terrible apparently. So they said, forget that. And then they tried to give him hair I think at one point right. and they nixed that and I'm thinking, all right, well, I wouldn't, I would probably wouldn't have done the hair thing. I probably would have just left them as is, you know, kind of thing, but I probably would have changed the, the captain's story from being French to British. I think, yeah, like, cause he's British, you know? And it's just like, it's a British accent. You know, like, like it's no escaping yeah, I mean, it. I guess I, here's, here's the way I, 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 in my head, I ignored it. First, they talk about he comes from a family of wineries. Yeah. Um, there's a Picard winery. But f- to me, it's the fact that this is so far in the future that at, there's maybe every, maybe that, that the colonies, the England and France, they all melch in the one, and that's now their universal language, is oh, you're that, that British European type. Act. <laughs> yeah. I, in my head, I just never really, like, I never focused on that. I was like, "Oh, he's supposed to be from France. Why he's got a British?" Name? You're just too nerdy, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I just—I mean, it, at the time, it didn't bother me because you didn't even think about it. But then after, like, there's certain things. Like as time goes on, you start thinking about it, you know, especially with the interviews and stuff. And then you hear like, you know, oh yeah, I was supposed to do a French accent and it never, you know, because it was terrible. They just tell me to stick my British accent, and you go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 it's all these years later because it wasn't like it wasn't like during the show. It was like after the show is run, they've done movies. <laughs> like, right. like, it's like he held on this one little nugget back. Dude, like, that's the thing. That was like I never thought about it until like, like I think I forget who we sat down with. He was interviewing with somebody, and they were talking. About, it was like one of the Today Show or something like that, and they right. had him on. You know, and he's plugging something else. They talked about Star Trek. You know, they throw Star Trek in there. You know, every once in a while they can. You know, or sure. and you know, and 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 you know, and they, he mentions it, and you know, in and then, and you and then that's when it clicks in your head. You're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's right. He's British, and he played a Frenchman. You know, there was which reminds me of a story. Like this was many years ago. I was still living at home at the time. I wasn't married, and I'm sitting at the dinner table with my family, my parents, and I start laughing hysterically because in my head I started thinking about the history of the world, part one. Okay. And there's a, there's a scene there. It's called the Inquisition, and and. Mel Brooks is 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 
doing this doing this number, this musical number. It's a song and dance number. It's a song and dance number. And it, it, it right, it, you know, I say, I mean, and of course, this is now like 20 years ago, maybe, maybe less, you know, 18, 20 years ago. I started laughing hysterically because in my head, I, I just, it clicked in my head that uh, Mel Brooks is Jewish. <laughs> right. And he's, he's playing, he's playing, he's converting Jews to, to, to Catholicism. <laughs> In this musical number and TV, like, like I don't know, is is that really the big joke? I mean, the big joke, of course, is the number how uh, like how they they're treating him, but they're they're treating him as a musical number, and it's it's funny in its own right that way. But to me, now it's even more funnier because he's a Jewish guy <laughs> playing playing a Catholic that's converting Jews to Catholicism, and I mean, to me, that's funny. You know? <laughs> There's a deeper level now of of seeing something, you know. This is stuff that I think about, like you know, like you you start putting things together like that, you know, and you you know you you start to realize, like, hey, you know, especially now, like like now we live in this this you know social justice world, and you know, like now, like like you know, if, if it's a if it's a lesbian actor uh, character, it has to be a lesbian playing him, or if it's a you know a paraplegic character, there has to be a paraplegic actor to play him, you know, like like it's got to be yeah. fair that way, you know? And it's like, okay, whatever, you know, okay. But, like, but that to me now, it's more funnier. Like when you think of stuff like that, like, you know, how like, you know, should, should hit a Catholic to play, to play that song. <laughs> but, but it, to me, it's funnier now that it's a Jewish person doing this bit, you know, or, you know, Captain McCard plays a Frenchman, but he has a British accent. <laughs> So uh, right, that's just my one team. One last thing. One last thing. Okay. Ready? It has to do with Comic Con. Comic Con's this weekend. This well, this week. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. No. San Diego Comic Con has been canceled. However, they're doing a lot of stuff online now, and it's basically Comic Con online, and it's free for everybody. Um, we've been talking about this a couple times, and I said that when I got more information, I would kind of bring it to, to attention. I know now. I know people probably been listening to this when they listen to it. But I'm kind of also letting you know it too as well mm. that apparently um, it's going to be Comic Con at Home. I think is the name of the website. Okay, um, and starting July 23rd, that's when stuff's going to happen. Um, I have just kind of I'll just blur it out. <clears throat> Basically. There's movies and TV panels that will take place. Um, now, these times are in Pacific time. So, like, when I say, for example, Star Trek Universe starts at 10 a.m., that's 10 a.m. Pacific time. So, for you and I, because we're on the East Coast, it would be 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Okay? So, at 10 a.m., the cast and crew of Star Trek Discovery, the animated TV show Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and Star Trek Picard, will virtually arrive into back-to-back panels. Um, there's going to be a Crunchyroll industry panel at 10 a.m. Uh, there's going to be a Solar's Opposite um, panel at 11 a.m. Uh, a Truth Seekers, which is uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and uh, they're going to discuss their paranormal investigation horror comedy series for Amazon Prime Video. Uh, there's going to be Cartoon Network Studios' first look at 12 p.m., uh, Duncanville's panel at 12 p.m., uh, His Dark Materials at 1 p.m., 
a Utopia panel at 1 p.m., which is um, a panel of Jillian uh, Flynn, who created Gone Girl, mm-hmm. is going to chat about her TV series adaption of the British original um, show, I guess, called uh, John Cusack, Ryan, uh, Rain Wilson, and Sasha Lane are going to be there. Uh, Marvel 616 at 1 p.m., which for us would be 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Director Jillian Jacobs and Paul Schreer joined executive producers Sarah Amos and Jason Sturman to talk about their new Disney Plus anthology series, which is called Marvel 616, which explores the intersection of storytelling, pop culture, and fandom within the Marvel Universe. At 2 p.m., there's going to be a New Mutants panel. Finally, they're going to be talking about New Mutants. Um, The biggest bomb ever Disney and Fox has ever made. Uh, so far, who knows? It's, uh, I'm, I'm, also... I'm, I'm telling you this now. It's going to be a bomb, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because there's so it's it's been delayed so many freaking times that nobody cares anymore. They're like it's it's not the the hype is gone. It's it, there there's nothing there. If it makes money, I'll be shocked. I really will be. I'll be like, really? Wow. I'm like, boy, was I wrong? I gave bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, remember this moment because I'm actually looking forward to it. I don't know if it's going to be a hit. I don't know if it's going to be hitting theaters or hitting Disney Plus, but it's definitely hitting somewhere. I'm going to watch it. We'll it's going to hit a brick out. wall and fall apart. That's <laughs> no, what it's okay. going to do. I'm going to see it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to see it in the theater. I mean, like, you know, unless unless somebody wants me to take, gives me to go with them, I'll go. But I'm like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm going by myself and seeing this movie because. It, you know, it's kind of like a horror movie in a way, and I'm like, right. I I do want to see it because I love I love all the X Men stuff, so I'm always like, you know, I'm like I'm willing to try new stuff, and I'm like I'll, I'll go, you know, if somebody wants to you know take me, I'll I'll definitely go, <laughs> but uh, you know, to see it on my own now, but I mean, I I I would be surprised if it's not on Disney Plus or or that's the thing, like is it supposed to be R rated or like that's the thing, like I'm I'm still confused I, on what the rating's gonna be because they they wanted to dumb it down to PG thirteen and they said no they can't you do that. You could you could find out on the twenty sixth uh the twenty third, Thursday, you could find out. Yeah. <laughs> um there's gonna be um a new thing uh, for upload. Uh, um it's about the, they talk about the T V show upload, the second season. Um, there's an interesting thing called Collider. It's directors on directing at 2 p.m., which is Robert Rodriguez, Colin Trevorrow, and Joseph Kaczynski take part in a, a wide-ranging discussion about the craft of discussing and uh, the craft of discussions and their projects. Um, this one kind of jumped out at me. Sci-Fi presents the roast of Todd McFarlane. Um, it's a panel of industry greats get uh, get ready to celebrate and roast the work of the Spawn creator. Uh, there's going to be another panel called Close Enough, which is for Close Enough, which is regular show creator um, G J G Quintel heads a panel and cast table read for his new animated HBO Max series, <clears throat> which is about a married couple, their five year old daughter, and their divorced best friend slash roommates. Why that needs to be an animated TV show, I guess we'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a panel for Superstore at 3 p.m., a panel for The Boys at 3 p.m., um, Thundercats Roar at 3 p.m., but the panel description is not given, apparently. <laughs> uh, Do they really need one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Van Helsing, the TV show, is um, back on track for season five. 
Um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is going to a panel um, for Friday. You got HBO Max and Kids. Um, well, Mac, HBO Max, Kids and Family. Uh, then it, also on 10 a.m., Charlize Theron, Evolution of a Badass. Uh, the Oscar winner looks back. This seems kind of interesting. The Oscar winner looks back on her history of playing action heroes from Eon Flux to the Old Guard. Hmm. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that. 11 a.m., um, Adventure Time, Distant Lands um, panel. Um, there's a Vikings panel. Fear the Walking Dead at 12. Don't look deeper. 12 p.m. Again, it's uh, cast members Don Cheadle and Emily Mortimer and Helen Howard join direct, the director and co-writer, co-creator to talk about bringing the quibby sci-fi thriller to life. <clears throat> Infinity Train at 12 p.m. The panel's panel. Walking Dead panel at 1 p.m. Um, continuing the Avatar legacy. The creators and writers of Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korra discuss how their beloved world has grown since their first animated series. Um, YOLO, fan, Crystal Fantasy, a show creator joined by writer-actor Todd Manovicic. Um, it's a, a new adult show, adult swim comedy. Then there's The Walking Dead be, World Beyond panel. Um, Entertainment Weekly's Brave Warriors, which looks like it's uh, talks about uh, a bunch of people talk about their highs, their careers, the highs and lows of Hollywood, mm-hmm. which looks like um, new people. Um, Twelve uh, the, at two p.m. The Twelve Ounce Mouse show creator Matt Malarito. I guess they're it's again another Adult Swim cartoon. Uh, Hellstrom. It's going to be a uh, it's a Marvel series. It's it's um it's showrunner Paul Zbigniew. Uh, I forget it. Fuck, fuck his last name. Um, brings the cast his cast along to unveil the first look at the Dark Hulu Marvel series about the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer tracking down the worst of humanity. I I think I think I know that comic. Um, then HBO Max Adult Animation. They talk about Robot Chicken, Final Space, Primal, Samurai Jack, Black Dynamite. It's another panel. Um, there's a panel called The Capture, which is um, it's a TV show, I guess, set in the troubling world of fake news and, and the extraordinary power of intelligence services. The new original series for the NBCU Peacock streaming platform. <laughs> um, there's a Bob's Burger panel at 4 p.m., Crossing Swords, which is a good series if you haven't watched it yet on Hulu. Um, they're talking about season two. <clears throat> this one's going to be interesting. Um, and I, I got a feeling this one might get canceled. A Zoom with Joss Whedon. It's a panel that says a panel description not available. But Joss has been kind of in under a spotlight lately with, you know, them talking, people talking about him and his tactics on set and with actors and actresses and that I don't know I've got a feeling that might get cancelled oh, well I don't I, I'd be kind of ballsy for Joss Whedon to go on a zoom kind of thing and not someone's not going to mention what the guy from Justice League said about him and uh, yeah I you mean, I mean? It, depends, it depends on it depends on who can access it that's the that's the, the right. thing you know and and, and then you know whether or not like you know it it really depends on that like like, like you can't 
who's ever hosting it, you can't say this, 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 right. this. We're going to have all questions turned off. Yeah. And saying that they're not, they're not going to have people join in and, and, and be able to access it and go, oh, you can ask them questions, you know, Q&A session. Because they're going, yeah, everybody's going to ask about the, you know, his his attitude and all. And you're like, yeah, that's not right. going to fly. You know, like that's not that's not why we, we were having him and blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're probably not going to have like a and a section for him, you know, and all. So it's just going to he's going to promote whatever uh, uh, thing he's doing or whatever and or talk about his past maybe or maybe they will bring it up maybe that maybe he wants to you know like talk about it get his yeah. side of the story and you know and yeah, maybe you know never know i mean that's the thing i mean it could I mean, go it's, the other it's way 5 p.m pacific time so do the math so for like us it'd be eight o'clock mm-hmm. at night <sighs> i don't think i'm doing anything that weekend i'm I'll probably watching some of this stuff yeah you know um there's also a um voice cast from archer is going to be doing a panel apparently they made deep blue c3 um, because <laughs> there's a panel for that because <laughs> um, that's when they needed a third one <laughs> um sci-fi is bringing a, a tz jeezy's adult animated original so it's a bunch of adult animation blocks um that's just friday wow. saturday there's uh cosmos possible it's um neil degrasse tyson to talk about the new show Cosmos, mm-hmm. um, the art of adapting comics to screen. Eleven a.m. This one, oh, this was actually kind of funny. David S. Goyer Q and A. Oh God. <laughs> um, the writer behind such iconic comic book films and TV adaptations, including Blade, Batman Begins, Constantine the TV show, and The Man of Steel, David S. Goyer will reveal all his secrets and to success and discuss his long history in works in comics. I gotta be honest. I haven't heard hiding her hair from him after he said he would never do Manhunter, uh, Martian Manhunter, as a character, um, and and he called She-Hulk a prostitute. I think it was. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, huh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> um, of course, there's a Simpson panel. Uh, I don't know, that on Saturday, a Phineas and Ferb the movie. Uh, Candace Against the Universe. So apparently there is a sneak peek at the Disney Plus original movie. Um, as a Phineas and Ferb fan, I'm kind of excited about that one. Yeah. Um, there is a, um, a panel for the TV show Bless the Hearts. I don't know if you've seen that show. No. Um, here's one, Constantine, 12 p.m. Keanu Reeves and director Francis Lawrence and producer Akiva Goldman reunite to reflect on the making of the 2005 DC comic adaption as part of the film's 15th anniversary. So that could be the big announcement. That could be a big announcement that hey, for HBO Max, where that could be that, that 12 p.m. All right, um, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll be American, there. American Dad's getting a, a panel. Um, the right stuff, apparently, Ed. It is um, Disney Plus first original scripted series. From National Geographic, it follows seven of the military's best pilots as they become astronauts for the newly formed NASA at the height of the Cold War. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie you just bought, they're making a TV show of. There you go. All right. Uh, Picard 2020, a literary retrospective. Um, Star Trek authors um, discuss how Captain Picard changed both on screen and on the page over the years. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and Scott Cooper on Antlers and Filmmaking at 1 p.m. Family Guy gets a panel with everyone who does a voice is going to be there. Mila, Seth, Alex, Seth. Both Seths, actually. 
uh, for all mankind, which is um, it's a panel for a show called For All Mankind. It's an Apple TV Plus drama series. Uh, 3 p.m. I guess since Keanu Reeves is already going to be there, Bill and Ted face the music panel with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter join fellow cast and crew. Uh, it's moderated by filmmaker Kevin Smith, by the way. Joining them are actors Samara Weave- Weaving, Bridget Lundy Payne, and William Sadler. So, 3 p.m., Bill and Ted fit the music. Then there's going to be a panel on The Order, a panel on Lovecraft Country, Stumptown, Winter Earp. This is going to be like, like almost like every hour on the hour they got something new going on. Um, what we do in Shadows is 5 p.m., Nosferatu 2 uh, dis- discussing the second season that's on at 6 and finally on Sunday um, first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film 30th anniversary special um, so a uh, celebration of the 1990 movie with producer Kim Dawson and writer and ex um, producer Bobby Herbick so I guess you know they're going to be talking about that first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle TMNT movie um, the voice cast of the show Hoops is going to be on there. Yeah, I don't know the new shows. Uh-huh. Motherland Fort Salem um, panel, a next panel, which is a Fox show with a Q&A of a preview of the opening scene, by the way. Um, then you have a panel for the 100, uh, a panel for Looney Tune cartoons, a panel for the Goldbergs, um, this one I'm interested in personally a conversation with Nathan Fillion at 2pm the rookie showrunner Alex Alexi Hawley talks with actor Nathan Fillion about his career in film and television Joss Whedon Alec Tudyk Gina Torres Mika Cox Molly Quinn Seamus Driver and John Hiertis will make special appearances that's pretty much most of the cast from Castle Um, Power Rangers meet up at 3pm uh, so they talk about uh, it looks like a bunch of people talking about their um, time as Power Rangers and that looks like it so that's it's a full full menu yeah I will try to see if I could post this on our face, our Facebook page uh, Geeksters Radio uh-huh. Uh-huh. so uh, follow along um, there's some stuff in there that I'm interested in I just gonna have to I might actually have to set like a reminder because it's not like you record any of this because it's all on it's all streaming. I'm I'm kind of hoping they're gonna it's gonna be like on YouTube or something like that because you know I can stream it on right. my television yeah, instead of my like, computer. From what it says, I think it's like it's like Comic Con dot org. is going to change to Comic Con at home. That's the name of the website, I guess. Right. For the those few days, um, I think it's going to stream online. I think it's going to stream on YouTube. Um, but the, you know, I don't know if it's for me. It's one of those things like, okay, well, now you have all this content. Are you going to stream it and you're going to let people like, like, what if I'm not home to watch the Nathan Fillion interview thing? Will I be able to watch it like the next day? Right. Like, how long are you going to keep them up for me to be able to try to look at all that content? Right. Especially if you have panels that are starting at the same time, like, or within an hour from another. Like, I don't think it's going to be like, okay, well, here's the here's the Jean, here's the Patrick Stewart stuff and then at like 1201 they're going to cut him off and go into something else I get a feeling it's going to be hot links you know 
to certain things. I, uh, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing we don't know, but I mean, I think it's going to be like a regimented schedule, you know, kind of thing. And they're only going to keep it for an hour and then that's it. Cause they're doing it virtually from home. So they can, they can cut it off at any time and go, thank you for your time. And then, you know, like yeah. right then and there, cause it's just going to be like, a, it's almost like watching like a, like a tonight show or, or a Jimmy Kennel interview. You know, you're just going to get a small spot, a small snippet. It's not going to be like, you know, Oh, we sat in the panel for two hours, you know, and, 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 you know, they talked and talked and we asked questions and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, all right, time's up. We got to go to the next thing. You know, we're going to, you know, like we're going to, we're going to keep us tight scheduled. I I mean, that's, that's, I think their initial thing. I mean, of course though, when it actually happens, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all going to be live. So it could be a clusterfuck. Right. This is the first time they're doing it. Right. So it, to me, it's one of the things that I feel per, this is a more, hold on, let me reach for my soapbox and put it out here. I, I really hope that one of the positive things that comes out of this coronavirus pandemic is that entertainment starts to realize that there's ways to do things differently like you know what yeah you can still do comic-con in person but why not also stream it live why not do those panels or do those things like like when you have something like comic-con where it gets like almost a hundred thousand people in that in those buildings every day face to face with some real shit the people at home who can't afford it or who don't want to go there, <clears throat> they should have access to some of that stuff too. I mean, I know they had that Comic-Con TV channel. I don't know if it's still around, um, but I know it's like a pay service, and so maybe yeah. m- maybe that's the way they do it, but I just feel like entertainment should now evolve in some way to be able to give some of that stuff that would be exclusive to to online. I think if, it's, if this becomes like, if they get a lot of viewers, Who's to say that this might not change the face of entertainment in some way, shape, or form? Move soapbox. <laughs> the only problem, the only problem. I mean, I agree with you, but the only problem with that is the fact is you you can't charge it. Like, there's no there's no way to um, you know make money off of this because you um, you you can't uh, you when you have a streaming service, it's like. Are, are you are you gonna have and pay for it? You know, like it's it's well, it's okay. Well, I think I, I might be. I think I I inadvertently I think I stumble across a solution to that. To that. Um, sidebar, back to the beginning of the show when I was talking about what Stacy and I were gonna go to Vegas to get married. Where we were getting married at, they gave us we paid for a link that we were gonna send to people to watch us. We were gonna stream our wedding through to people who wanted to watch it uh-huh. like I wasn't going to post it on Facebook I was going to send a link to you to my family to Stacy's family right. and like 10 minutes before our service goes up those those websites you, you could have gone to that website and there'd be nothing there but 10 minutes before the service it would be active so everyone could watch us get married the people that we sent it to could watch us get married that was a service that we paid for um, but I guess what you could do, you I guess in a way you could say, hey, like for, I don't know, for 50 bucks for a day, you can have access to all this stuff, the streaming stuff that we're doing live. Like there's a way or, hey, you know what? I mean, I'm curious as to how they're going to do merchandising because 
what's to say that while you're watching like the Nathan Fillion interview that all of a sudden, hey, you could buy season, you can buy the whole complete series of Firefly on Blu-ray for this price through Comic-Con. Just type in Comic-Con 2020 to save 10% right. or save 20%. You know, like, you know, yeah, you know what? You can't, we have t-shirts made, Comic-Con 2020 t-shirts made that you could buy right now like I, there's, there's, there's always an angle. There's always an angle. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's more People difficult. Smarter than us, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, there, there, you definitely could do something like that. I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it's one of those type of things where you kind of go, you know, can you pull it off? You know, that's that's where it gets kind of difficult to. Um, right. It's I like, do. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, it'd be, it's one of those things like, hey Ed, if you bid me a hundred bucks. You have you have access to all this content for the entire weekend. You pay for it, but that's not going to guarantee that you're going to be able to watch it. You might have you might be busy that weekend, right? Like you know, it's it's like that that process of okay, well, we're gonna let you. Hey, look, we'll give you access to it, but that doesn't mean you know, if you don't watch it, that's on you, not on us. Right. That's like, that's the same. Like you're almost gonna have to take a vacation from like your job if you have one. And, right. and and watch it and and you know and then like you know like what'd you do well you know where'd you go oh I stayed at home watched my computer watched this comic con because I wanted to see you know the new shows and and you know panels for different things and blah right. blah, like, blah. There's, there's a handful of stuff I'm interested in but I was like <laughs> like yeah what'd you do so I, took, I went to comic con I went to my the comfort of my own home I streamed it to my television but I mean uh, it's the same like the, the greed was so there because I mean we we talked about in the past like how much it would have cost. I mean, it would cost you like almost like ten thousand dollars, seven ten to seventeen thousand yeah. dollars, just to do a week of Comic Con, and that's not even including buying uh, souvenirs and tchotchkes from there. You know, right. like, you know, like like that's just like the hotel and food and and the panels and you know and you know just getting yeah, into the floor. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. You know how much it costs, and then you know, and then they could convert this to free. I mean, like. I mean, I, I mean, if I was a, like a, an average Comic-Con user that was going every year, you know, spending this small fortune every year, and all of a sudden now it's like, oh, it's free now, like, you know, due to this pandemic, you know, I'd be like, motherfuckers, you know, especially after the pandemic's over, you know, and they can bring it back to the way it was. I mean, I think it'd be very difficult now, like post-pandemic, if if they come back, you know, like, and, and charge the prices that they do, because I don't think people would be like, yeah, this was this was like expense to do, and now I don't have that money because of the economy and all. And you go, you know, I, I probably won't go to Comic Con this year because because I have to, you know, rebuild my yeah. life in a way, you know. And then you, you know, so who knows, you know? But uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll try and catch some of the thing. There is a Con TV uh, uh, streaming app, um, but you have okay. to you have to pay for it. So I, of course, you know, I I, I don't have it and. You know, I, I, it asked me for, to put my PIN number in, which means that they're going to charge me something because they give you a seven-day free trial. But it means it's, right. it's like after that seven days, we're going to run that. We're going to run that charge. So I'm like, I'm not going to do or it. You have to pay for the first month at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you get seven yeah. days, but you get seven days in a month. <laughs> right. Yeah, for this price. Um, oh, speaking of streaming services, though, real quick before we wanted to end it, though, uh, Peacock did launch this week. Uh, oh joy. Uh, I don't have a review on it um, because it's just, just just saying like yeah by the way Peacock launched 
the, the reason the reason why the reason why I don't have a review one is because it's not available for Roku and Fire Stick. Um, uh, Andrew and Apple devices, it's available for. If you have a Chromecast, you can do it through there. Um, you know, you can so through. It's only available for your phones. Yeah, right now. So, like, um, I mean, like, Stacy, we just bought Stacy a new laptop. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I could probably could I download in the app through that. Or good question. Through, uh, I, you like, know, I, I, I did, 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 you know, it didn't, it didn't say. Uh, you know, I mean, you could do it through a Chromebook. You know, you can do it through, like I said, if, uh, Android form phones and 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 uh, uh, Apple uh, devices. Um, you know, and so and some there is some like TV smart TVs that you could do it with. Um, just the the seventy percent of the market, which is Roku and and Fire Stick, it doesn't have it. Huh. Um, Interesting. There is there is three versions of there is a free version of it, so you could uh, uh, potentially watch it at, at no cost and no putting a credit card down because of uh, uh, they have three levels. Uh, they have a, a, a free level, which is seven thousand five hundred hours of content. Um, then they have a five dollar version, which is fifteen hundred hours worth of uh, viewing content, and then there's a ten dollar version, which is the fifteen hundred uh, content but no commercials. The other two have commercials in them, so it's like watching right. regular TV, you know. So yeah, well, let's face it, any of the any of the original programming they do for that Peacock network, it's only going to be available to you if you're paying the ten bucks. Well, the the the, the big one that they're talking about is the Psych movie. Which is Psych right. Two, Lassie Come Home, or something like that. That is available on the free service. Oh, okay. So now maybe I mean, you, you kind of piqued my interest a little bit because I was I'm a fan of the show Psych, and I I I was like, well, that kind of sucks. That only I'm gonna have to get another app. But now if I know it's free, then I might I might actually download it. And right, and and then and now if also too if you do want to watch on your television and you're a PS4, um owner um you can download it this week and that, that i mean it launched i think wednesday the 15th you know what i'm doing right after i get done talking so talking to you doing the show i'm gonna start my ps4 and see if i can get the app and it's not available yet it's not available till tomorrow, Son of a bitch. tomorrow. <laughs> I t- well they, they said the week of the 20th so i don't know if it's going to be tomorrow the 20th because we're recording this on the 19th uh, uh sunday's the right. 19th so I know if it's, but it's going to be that this week sometime. It's going to be on available for the PS4. Now, eventually, it will be available for Roku and Fire Stick. Just that they haven't made an agreement yet on on. Right, because it's all about the it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. That's right. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know how right. Peacock. If they're all if giving this for free, I don't know how they're going to pay Roku and uh, Fire Stick. But whatever. I mean, it's not. My well, problem. you get the advertisement. The advertising. Advertising, yeah, right. dollar, yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much probably right. So. But that's uh, that's what I just wanted to mention that like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and download it for my PS4 this week and review it and uh, right. look at it and see. They'll give probably you... do it before Comic Con since they have a bunch of panels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, since saying there's be smart for them to be able to get the app running before Comic Con so they can promote it on while they're there. Right. Because I mean, talks. Forget, you get to watch a show on the you know the Peacock. Right. This stupid thing for an app. I was just saying, if you're going to shorten it, you're going to go. You know, I'm going to watch the cock. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the pee. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're going to watch the pee. We're going to watch the cock. And either way, it's just not, it doesn't sound good. You know? <laughs> it just doesn't work. NBC, 
NBC PC. <laughs> NBC Peacock. The, I'm going to watch the bird. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the. I just wanted to mention that to, uh, to you know, so assuming you're sick, because if you're pure, if you have any of those other devices, you know, download. I said it's free, so it's more content that you can get if you're a cutting the cord type of person. Like I said, I'm I'm definitely going to check it out just to see uh, on my PS4 this week, and then uh, I'll let you know next week uh, how it is, and then hopefully okay. eventually if it's good enough, I'll like download it for my Roku whenever it comes available and uh, enjoy it that way. But you know, I'm 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 curious. I mean, they they they, they definitely because that's the same. I and mean, like everything's everything, all the content we know today is going to go somewhere else. Like that's the that's the thing. And it's just like how much you're going to pay for everything. And that's the that's I, I've always talked about this for for over a year now or so on or whatever that you know like I don't have every app, you know, like or or I I might use somebody else's login, you know, sharing to to do that. And that's kind of like what where you where you have to land. And this, so there is areas there's free content but you you know that's the thing like now like more service more people are like well if if you know uh, uh, Disney can do it, why can't you know NBC do it? You know, and HBO's like, well, you know, Warner Brothers will get all their stuff and blah blah blah. You know, and then Hulu's like, you know, well, we got Fox now, and and you know, and anything that Disney can't put on, we could put there. You know, and so on. So it becomes this divide of all these different things instead of having like Comcast or or, or FiOS all in one area and pay a fortune for it. Now you're you're segregating it. So now you can go, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not an HBO person, you know? And, but I mean, you know, there is content that I, every time I hear about HBO max and what they have, I'm like, son of a bitch, you know, like I kind of want it yeah. now. And, you know, and, but I'm like, Nope, I can't, I, can't, I don't want to, I, that's the reason why I did this was because I can't afford the full service. So that's why I'm, I'm breaking it down into individual a la carte moments, uh, 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 you know, to do things. That's why like, well, I, I think Hulu's doing these deals where you can get like um, the HBO shows through Hulu for a little bit of extra money, so you don't have to buy the Hulu the the HBO Max. Oh yeah, app. yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can definitely do HBO and I think Cinemax or or I forget what the one. I guess I'm pulling it up now to run it through real quick and see what see what's available. But you mm-hmm. could do. I mean, a lot of them have that. I mean, that's the thing. Like you could do that through. Um, Sling, you can do that. Um, uh, um, Roku, uh, they have a Roku channel. You could do it through that way. So there is, there is, the, there is the ways TV you could do that. Okay, I'm sorry. The Good. TV that, that's here in, in the Airbnb that we're at um, is a TCL. It's like a it's it's a, a Roku TV thing. Uh-huh. And um, uh, truthfully, I've been thinking about getting a new TV, and this was the one I was looking at. So this this the two weeks that we're here is kind of got test run for this TV because it's cheap and it's really affordable. So a part of me is like, well, okay, well, this, it, it suits, it has the Roku TV. It has a Disney plus app on it. Uh, the CW app. I'm sure you probably could download. Uh, it, this definitely might be like, I'm looking at what could potentially be my new TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what to do with my old one, but that's another story. But it definitely is. I'm like looking. I'm like it has like a bunch of apps. It's got like you know 4K a 4K channel. I'm like, well, this is it's a really nice TV, you know. And it's like a I don't know if TCL is a a, a reliable brand or not, but I, 
so far it looks like it's pretty good. The PS4 looks good through it. The Switch looks good through it. It's you know, I'm like, uh, it might be my new TV is what I'm, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm gonna be happy going. With, I, but I think what I'm gonna do is if I do get this TV, I'm I'm, we have cable in the house and. I really do think I'm going to unplug the cable from my t- from my current TV and, and just tr- and then just return it to you know Verizon and go can you, what can you knock off my bill because I don't want this box anymore you know and go from there <laughs> right right and, and that's the thing you know I mean, uh, and that's the saying like I've been doing like I said I've been doing this for two years and it's it's great uh, as I was saying though the add-ons they have is the HBO Max Cinemax Showtime and Stars are the four ones you can add to the Hulu package because you were mentioning about Hulu you know adding it on right. but like I said other other apps have that where you can add that feature you know to it so you can add like the, the premiums and all to it make it one bundle because that's a lot of people are talking about like that's going to be the next thing is is not only um can you get these apps but can you add them all into the same thing so that way it's all clumped together again like, like it's right. you know like i have to go to disney plus to watch a disney movie or now i have to go to you know uh hulu to watch a fox show or movie or you know go to you know um um, trying to think now, might as well just pull them up. You know, you know, go Netflix for certain movies, or or, or you know, or, or uh, you know, uh, um, you know, Prime, or you know, type of thing. If I can just clump right. them all together and, and make it so I can just go to Prime and watch HBO and watch Cinemax, or you know, maybe I can do a Disney Plus through there if they make a deal. You know, that's kind of thing. So that's I think that's maybe where the future is going, where they're going to clump it back together again into one app so that way you just go to one spot and just watch everything instead of flipping from app to app to to uh, do it so i don't know but i don't know if that's going to work or not but that's just i heard so that's all i got it'd be interesting mm-hmm. um well there you have it folks that's the show um hope you enjoyed it if you haven't already go to our facebook page geeksters radio and give us a like or follow us on twitter on at, at geeksters <laughs> and don't forget if there's anything you want to see or hear on the show or you know want us to talk about you can contact Ed on at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact Sean on his nuptials at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com and that's S-H-A-W-N Excelsior that was wonderful bravo I loved that that was great well it was pretty good well it wasn't bad well there were parts of it that weren't very good it could have been a lot better I didn't really it was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I'm scared. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.